With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 17 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 159, and we're going to talk about the last week of the season. Hopefully, uh, not too many of you have to do decided to do this. There are ESPN leagues, as uh, we've talked about before the show, that, that do go into 17 and other weird leagues like Houdini's that go uh, past and into the playoffs. But more or less, we subscribe and, and, and tell you to... End your league in 16, just that way there's not any kind of guys sitting, and we'll talk through all that sort of stuff throughout the podcast. And a- anybody and everybody can always play FanDuel in Week 17. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's always a way to take up your fantasy time if you want to do it that way. Absolutely. Or and DraftKings or any of those other ones that are out there. Of and course. You guys, are, you guys usually don't talk until I've introduced you. You guys are, you guys are cr- crossing the fourth dimension. I don't even know who I am yet. There you go. Well, I'm about to tell you, so give me a second here. Thank Houdini you. is to my left, as usual. We got Stag Party in the mix, uh, which is great. Also, uh, via satellite from the space station out in outer space, our very own Mozambique. Mo uh, is here... From good old Grand Rapids, and uh, as usual, I got Dogmatica to my right, and uh, I am D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. You know, we don't normally interrupt you, or we normally interrupt you, so, you know. Okay, I'll shut up. I'm not one that has to keep talking. Some fellas just have to keep their mouths flapping, but not me. I was brought up right. My pa used to tell me, shut up, and I'd shut up. I wouldn't say nothing. One time, Don near starved to death. Wouldn't tell him I was hungry. Nice. Um, Well, of course, basically, there's a lot of games that matter, which is awesome. There are some games that don't. We'll try to talk about those ones a little bit less. Uh, But we're going to give you the ammo. This is kind of the last week that we really have to stick to uh, really doing matchups, which is exciting for us because if you've listened to our podcast over the course of the last... Uh, you know, a few years, whatever, you know that we kind of have more fun and really get to in, and do a lot of strategy and kind of really deep uh, 
ways of being a better fantasy football guy uh, in your life instead of just for the upcoming week. So we get really excited by that. Uh, and you know what's going on? You got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting, fun storylines, and we'll talk about all of them. Uh, but I think we'll just start off and, and get into some games. And basically, if you're following us, go to NFL.com. Hit schedules on the left. It's regular season. This is the last regular season game. Now, you're, then you're going to go to week 17. You'll see that list down there, and we've got starting here. There's no Thursday night. Oh, wait, actually, this is not starting here. Just so you know, Carolina, Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know if this was if it's changed on NFL.com or not, but Carolina, Atlanta was pushed to 4:25 Eastern. Okay. It so is now an afternoon. They're going to actually have five afternoon games. They're going they to have five have afternoon eleven games. morning games. Yes. Okay. Can we give the NFL a little bit of props for scheduling all these division games in the last week to make it more interesting? Because it's yeah. de- it definitely seems like there's more happening this year uh, in terms of week seventeen than ever before in the past. In the past, and that's because there was a lot of division opponents still playing each other. A lot of big uh, kind of de- uh, dirt determined things to still be determined. Yeah, I, th- yep. I was going to exactly say that same point because it's the NFL got lucky, I would say, because normally by Week 17 things are not happening, but they especially do happen more with division rival games, and, and so definitely the familiarity between opponents I think is a good thing. So uh, the NFL has gotten lucky, and the parity in the league is quite apparent. Oh, of course. And Mo. Well... Um, I, I wasn't aware of the switch, but, uh, you know, all season, it seems like they kind of dropped the ball, putting the majority of the games, uh, at the one o'clock and, you know, sometimes I'm left with like three games at the, at the four o'clock. Yeah. It pretty much stinks. Sometimes too. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they switched this format. I think it was either two years ago. I think it was maybe, um, where they switched to, uh, matching up interdivision foes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely been going on for a couple of years now, this week 17, week 16, late in the season, them throwing all, all the uh, interdivision matchups against each other. It definitely works out in terms of excitement in real football. When it comes to fantasy, because these teams know each other so well and they've been playing against each other twice a year for years now and understand each other's systems and a lot of quarterbacks have been there for a while um, it, 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 and uh, offensive coordinators and whatnot, it actually hurts fantasy a little bit. I think yeah. these, some of these interdivision games end up being low scoring because they're so prepared against each other. Not only that, add to that. The reason why it's unfair for fantasy in Week 17 is that there are potentially six teams, three games where they're going to maybe rest starters, where they're going to maybe just pull guys and say, oh, I want to look at this guy because we're looking at, at the future, so we're going to put in the young guy and all that other stuff. So you lose the you lose the competitive edge of every game being on the same competitive level. You have some where the games really matter, and you have some where they don't. Well, that's going to be the way it is in any scenario, whether they do interdivision matchups, non-interdivision matchups. There's always going to be teams where they have nothing to play for or something to play for. The luck, luckily, more so in the last week of the season than the second to last week true, of the season. True, true. Luckily this year, there are a couple teams that are in the playoffs and stuck in their position pretty much. Indianapolis is 100% the four seed, but they also said that they're going to play their starters because they want to get their offense back together and they want to go into the playoffs running. Uh, Dallas is another one. He said one. he wanted to start his players. He didn't start his players, yes. <laughs> and we'll get into those games as we go What do you on. got for us, Mo? 
Well, you got some teams like uh, the Patriots. I mean, we might only get a half from Gronkowski and some of those guys. They've, you know, locked it up. Um, so that's why I hate leagues that play Week 17. So you could have those real top-end teams um, that maybe are resting guys. Uh, they just don't need that Week 17 game for their um, uh, playoff outlook. But then you got the flip side, too. You got some teams that aren't in it. And they want to see how some of the younger players are doing. And they're going to start them and give them some playing time that they normally wouldn't see just so they can make some future off-season, off-season decisions. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say this. All right. We have come to the t- determination, I think all of us, and we've gone through all the numbers that most of, not most of, but a, definitely a great majority of the best fantasy players end up on the best teams. The teams that score a lot, that usually end up winning their games, are on those best teams. Now, the, the unfortunate fact is, is that in Week 17, a lot of those teams maybe don't have anything to play for because they're already locked in their position, they're already made the playoffs, or, or, or whatnot. So that ends up being a real bummer with Week 17, which is why we are big detractors of the Week 17 Play for Your Championship. The trophy, all the money, ends up going to somebody else because they have worse players. Players that aren't on all those great teams. Well, you have made me very angry, very angry indeed. <laughs> Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah, I was gonna Love say that Marvin. Guy. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. There's your Valverde. All right, well, let's get okay. Panthers and uh, Falcons move to four, so we're gonna start with the Browns are at. Uh, the Ravens. Uh, what do you guys have in store? Um, what are you guys thinking is going to happen fantasy-wise uh, here? Mo, you want to start this one off? Yeah. Well, uh, with the Manziel experiment done for at least this season, and uh, Hoyer sounds like he's day-to-day at best. His uh, shoulder's very sore. Looks like they're going to go with the rookie Connor Shaw. Uh, he took all the first-team reps. But they went out and signed, or at least they re-signed, Tyler Thigpen. So, man, I'm not sure who's going to be going for the Browns. And in the last couple weeks, they've really shied away from the run game. Um, You know, Terrence West, he was, he got zero carries last week, but that happened because he, you know, broke some team rules or something. Um, But even before that, uh... Crowell recorded just 16 carries last week, uh, week 15. Crowell had seven, West had five. Week 14, before the Manziel experiment, that's when they were running at 15 and 14, running at you know, 30 times a game. That's what I think we're going to see again, uh, move to the running game. I like it. When it comes to someone like a Josh Gordon in this game, um, I, I think that if you have Connor Shaw in there, you're fucked. If you have Tyler Thigpen in there, it's not so bad. I think Thigpen, because he's played in some NFL games before, yeah. at least he understands um, the, the speed of the NFL. He'll at least be able to get off a few passes and be able to throw it out to his best receiver. Connor Shaw, while he was awesome in the preseason, um, is not up to the NFL speed, and it's very different between the preseason and, and, and the pros. Now, to get into Manziel real quick, Manziel just came out um, with a statement, basically, after these last uh, couple of games, this last experiment with him, basically begging the Browns not to give up on him. He's like, I don't think you should judge on seven quarters. 
obviously um, I need to take this more seriously and, and take it as a job, basically. Uh, he's he's kind of thrown himself under the bus, which is com commendable, but he really does. I mean, the kid looked awful. He looked at in every single instance, every pass situation, run situation, everything he did just looked terrible. He didn't look like an NFL quarterback. And I don't know if it has anything to do with his practice, uh, you know, his, uh, anything he does in practice or everything he does Workout off like the field or whatever. I, I, you know, I have to imagine, though, to imagine, though, he's been a naturally gifted kid. So he's probably one of these guys that never really had to work that hard in practice, never really had to do it because in college he was just better than everybody else. Well, you get to this level and you are playing against the premier athletes in the, in the sport. So everybody is as gifted as you are at their positions. And you have to work and work hard at your craft, especially at the quarterback position, which in this new NFL, where you're not sitting there and handing the ball off 35, 45 times a game like they used to for rookies when they were coming in, yeah. you have to be able to play. Uh, it puts him behind the eight ball. I, I want to say something about running quarterbacks, as long as we're talking about Manziel here. Um, something that I have come to understand just looking across the gamut of the running quarterback of late um, I think that the best way a running quarterback is going to establish himself in the NFL is if early in his career, I'm talking first year, maybe second year, and it's a rare instance, Cam Newton is a big ex exception, but it's a rare instance where if you don't establish your arm as being a weapon first, you're not going to be a great running, back, uh, running quarterback later. Um, Cam Newton is a rare exception. But if you look at what Russell Wilson has done, That's Russell Wilson has established that he can throw that ball, and he can throw it well. Steve Young was a great thrower before he became an incredible runner. Uh, Randall, Randall Cunningham threw that, the hell out of the ball before he became known Steve as an Young incredible runner. Steve Young and Randall Cunningham, but exactly because they were both scramblers. Yes. They weren't runners. They were scramblers, and they'd also try to, they would try to just stay alive in the pocket or extend the pocket for as long as they could to extend the play to pass the ball. Exactly. And now you're looking at somebody like a Colin Kaepernick, who nobody respects whatsoever as a quarterback. Right. All they do is they try and say, granted he had an incredible game last game, and that one run was amazing, which basically made up all his yards. Yeah. And, it, and it was an amazing run. His speed is, is obviously, it, it's intense. It's awesome to watch. But to become a great running quarterback... You really have to establish your arm first so that you can open up holes for you to be able to run later on in life. Somebody like a Cam well, Newton, obviously you, a rarity, 6'5", 245. Uh, he, he can obviously well, run whatever he What you're saying wants. is, I think what you're actually saying is saying to general managers and the people out there who are talent evaluators, instead of or people when you're looking at uh, you as a fantasy owner in these keeper leagues where you have these rookie drafts, when you're looking and evaluating these quarterbacks... Don't go after the guy who's a running quarterback. Go after a guy who's got a good arm and has got enough legs to get out of the trouble or, or, or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. Because those are the guys that are going to have a much longer career at this level. Yeah, I mean, you look at somebody like, I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, the fourth most yards of any running quarterback in the league this year. It's kind of something I didn't expect to see. Can you, can you guess who it is? I mean, obviously you have Cam, and obviously you have Aaron Kaepernick, and obviously you have... Um, Tannehill and uh, Wilson. Dalton Tannehill. Tannehill, Dalton, Rogers. None of them. It's Blake Bortles. Really? Blake Bortles has the fourth most yards. Wow. He's a big dude. Yeah. He, I mean, he's not, a, he's not a small guy. He's not like a Manziel. But people respected his arm. 
people knew that he could toss the shit out of the ball. And that's why it was opened up, and that's, he had great receivers, and he was able to run the ball. Quick. You have somebody like a man, Zeal. I got to know, quick sidebar. What about, because I don't know, and I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot and you don't know. I, I, I haven't really watched him. Marcus Mariota? Yeah. So this about? guy who's coming out next year, he's supposedly a, a running quarterback too, right? Yeah. Well, he can run the but hell can, out of the Is ball. he a thrower, though? Yeah. He can, yeah, he can toss that ball. And he will deserve to be a top-two pick in this next draft because he does have a ton of talent. He's very humble. He's a hard worker. He's somebody who's going to to be a great in the NFL. Um, he looks like good. a soccer still, player. I though. still believe that he's somebody who... Huh? He looks like a soccer player. He does look like a soccer player. That's terrible. To say. I don't know if that's... Uh, it's not good. It's not a compliment. No, but, but let's, uh, let's, let's, you, but let's talk about the Ravens a little bit. Unless you want anything to go with the, uh, the tight end for the Browns. If you guys want to discuss anything there, obviously... Um, or we can just move over to the Ravens. The thing about Jordan Cameron, he's only great when he makes that big play. He's done that a couple uh, in the couple games that he's had his big games. It's when he makes a big long play. Uh, what do you have? Eighty-eight yards. He had eighty-one on one play. He was in a perfect situation last year with Norv Turner and uh, you know the the smorgasbord at at uh, quarterback and no established real running back uh, running for him. He was in a perfect situation this year. Very different. He's got th- he had two maybe three at some point. Great running backs. Josh Gordon wasn't there to take away coverage. Uh, it was just a terrible situation for him this year. It's, it's Ravens. Torrey Smith, how about that? He comes back with two touchdowns. You said, watch for Torrey to have a, a good week. He's now had, uh, in between, he's had a two-touchdown game, a zero, and then two-touchdown game. So he's, he's now, here's the interesting thing, though, because... Cleveland is very good against wide receivers. They've only uh, allowed 16.3 fantasy points per game over the last three weeks. 370 receiving yards and only two touchdowns allowed. Now, you got to figure the way that Torrey has become such a red zone threat, he is now going to draw Joe Hayden uh, at times, at least not, not necessarily exclusively, but especially when they get probably inside the, the 30 yard line, he's going to start drawing Joe Hayden. I think that, so that, that kind of limits what I think is his high end potential for this game. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I, I don't think he's done all that great against Joe Hayden in his career. So that's going to be a, a, a bummer for him. But I don't know if they, I mean, with Hayden being a bit banged up, I'm not sure if they, they play Hayden all that much. And Cleveland has something to play for. What do you got, Mo? Well, Last time they matched up, uh, Hayden was on Steve Smith the majority of the time, and uh, Buster Screen, who just stinks, uh, was on Tory Smith. Steve Smith was able to. This was early though, so Steve Smith, he's a he's an old guy, hasn't done as well as the seasons progressed. But Steve Smith had 101 yards. Uh, Tory, I believe, had 25 that first meeting. The guy's name is Buster Screen. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's a buster. Awesome. <laughs> he's one of the worst so, cornerbacks in the Sounds league. like an old like piece of paraphernalia I had back in college. I got some buster screen that didn't that, that made me pull through, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well Cleveland's had its kind of own changing of the guard at corner, you know, recently. They played Pierre Desir, uh fourth round rookie yeah. over their first uh, round pick, Justin Gilbert. And, you know, Gilbert was exclusively pretty much playing in the slot. So, there's going to be some openings for some of the wide receivers, especially if Hayden doesn't play. Um, or, you know, is kind of on a snap count limit, you know, being week 17 and everything. I think they want to see what, you know, Pierre Desir and Justin Gilbert have. So, there, there's a good chance that 
Hayden might not get as many snaps in this game, and Torrey Smith that might have some openings. Well, Baltimore has everything to play for. Cleveland has nothing to play for. Um, Baltimore is playing, and especially these 1 o'clock games, it's extremely important because Baltimore won't know exactly what is going on until late. There are a couple of uh, important games early that uh, they depend on one thing or another happening, but they need to know one one way or another, and winning is the biggest thing they can do, and they're going to go all out with it. What do you got, Mo? Yeah, uh, one thing... um the Ravens lost both their starting tackles last week, so that's yeah. going to affect the run game and the amount of time Flacco has back to pass. And I believe right now they're projecting the Ravens to lock up the sixth spot because San Diego is likely to lose to Kansas City. So as long as, and, you know, Era has a tough place to play. So it looks like as long as the Ravens win, San Diego loses, they're going to be in there. But it's going to be a tough road going forward without your two starting tackles. For sure, and and with uh, Justin Forsett dealing with uh, multiple injuries, you know it was a knee uh, three weeks ago, and now it's the ankle. You know within the last couple weeks, you, you, you can't really count on him. And I mean Bernard Pierce has fallen behind a second rookie now. Uh, Toussaint? Yeah, Toussaint. What do you know about that guy? He's not. He might not be a bad dynasty grab. I'll be honest. I I don't know a fucking thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> He, say, he, sound, he sounds like he's been playing soccer too. In the dynasty league, I'd go ahead and take him. Just you never know what's going to happen next year. It's only if you got room on your roster, but I'd grab him now. There you go. Um, all right, I think we move on from that game. Uh, let's go to the next game, which is going to be the Cowboys at the Redskins. Uh, what's to Mama, happen here? Don't let your babies grow up to be Redskins. Do you uh, do you anticipate they're going to be playing everyone on this one? I, I think. DeMarco Murray's at least going to get a little bit of a play. Uh, I think, for one, he wants, you know, that 16-game start on his resume. Uh, he also wants, you know, to be the franchise leader single-season rushing. How many uh, does he have to go to beat out that Emmitt Smith, what was it, 2005? Or, no, 1995? 1995, uh, 17-73 rushing yards, something like that. He's got within 40 yards, at least. Yeah, he, he sure. needs... Uh, Maybe less. He needs 38 yards or 28 yards to pass uh, Emmett. Emmett. And, then, you know, after that he might come out, but, you know, you well, never wait, wait. know. What's the scenarios now? Because uh, isn't Dallas is 11-4, and four, Detroit's 11-4, and four, Green Bay's 11-4, and four, Seattle's 11-4, and four, Arizona's 11-4. There's a lot, so, a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Can Dallas get the number one overall? They can, they can actually, but it's extremely unlikely. Can they get a first round bye? Yes. Yes, they can. So they have something to play for. You know, I mean, it's it's definitely. They already said that they're going to start their starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long they play is you know indeterminate. Well, uh, I mean, especially have, somebody like a Demarco Murray. But here's where you have to figure, at least from a fantasy perspective, if you are still in the game, the thing with Dallas players is that they're playing early. So they're not going to know what's going on with any other game that necessarily mm-hmm. matters. Um, Good point. Because most of the games I think that really matter to them are played later with Green Bay and Detroit with Seattle playing late, Arizona playing late. So I think that those are all the main factors for them. Yeah, I think um, that'll be interesting. So I, is uh, what's a guy like, uh, who's the little, little white dude that can dunk? What's his name? Beasley. Yeah, is he worth playing this week? I, I think he's starting to become somebody who's worth a shot every week. I mean, that was a, that was an impressive touchdown he had. I oh, mean, yeah. It wasn't 
awesome or anything. It was just a kind of a missed arm tackle up high that he ducked under, and everybody was kind of falling over the place. And, I mean, that's kind of the way Indy plays on defense sometimes. But whatever. I mean, he, the guy has had some great weeks the last few weeks. It goes back to what Tony Romo said, and I mentioned it on the podcast, after they played the Chicago Bears and Beasley had a couple of touchdowns. He goes, he's always part of the offense. It's just a matter of yeah. it, it rolls and it rotates as to who it's going to go to. Here's why he does become more playable, like Doug said, though. With the situation with DeMarco Murray, now now knowing that you're not going to be able to lean on him or you're not going to just sit there and give him the 29, 32 carries in the game, now that creates more opportunities, even if it's seven to eight more uh, offensive plays, for him to actually make a play on. Yeah. Now, actually, I, I think uh, what it is with Dallas is that I don't think they can get the first um, seed in this. I don't think they can have home uh, home field playoffs throughout. I think they would need Green Bay and Detroit maybe to tie or yes. something for them to get the two seed. I think they're pretty much stuck in the three because if Green Bay or Detroit wins, they have the same and and Dallas wins, they have the same record as them. There's and a bunch so of they crazy need, scenarios, but they're going to clinch the home field advantage if they win, and then Arizona loses and a Detroit win. And then there's literally like four different scenarios for them just to clinch a first time, a first round bye. Uh, if they win, there's like three other teams that needs to win. Even if they tie, they can do it. So it's in all likelihood they're going to be playing for a first round bye. I mean, if Dallas wins, Detroit wins, they get it. Dallas wins, uh, Seattle loses, they get it. So chances are pretty good. They're going to be fighting. They are going to be fighting. I mean. They want to win the game. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they're pretty competitive. Although I'm not so sure well. that they could fall out of the third seed at this point. Because Detroit, if Detroit loses the game, they go down to the sixth seed. I'll tell you that right now. If Arizona loses, I don't think that... I, I mean, first of all, the fourth seed is automatically going to be that uh, NFC wet, uh South winner, which is uh, either Atlanta or Carolina. So that's already stuck. They can't be the fourth seed, but they can be, the, I think, the, the first, second, third, or sixth. I don't think they can be the fifth seed either. Dallas? Yeah, they Dallas. can't be the One, sixth two, because three. they're going to be, they got their division they win. So they, yeah, they, yeah, they won the division. Yeah, yeah. so it's either third or they can't, the second. The farthest they can go is four. So. Yeah, here's, so what, here's, here's what I say. Second, I, guess. I say we screw trying to worry about what the playoff situations are on the show because we don't really fully seem to know what the hell we're talking about. And I mean, you're not so stupid. <laughs> And secondly, it just doesn't make for great radio. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about the Redskins in this game. Unless you got someone else on the, the Cowboys that you're looking uh, to talk about from a fantasy perspective, what can we expect with um, Mr. Griffin and his resurrection? Uh, if if that is something that you you feel is happening, well, he looked good. He looked good, but at the same time, he looked good because they limited what he did on offense. They didn't allow him to throw the ball all that much. So that was the way that you're going to have success with him. Um, you know, he only scored 12.1 fantasy points. So 220 yards, he ran for 11, uh, no touchdowns, one interception. So, you know, I look at this and it's like they realize... That's his best game. That's the, realize, that's the best game is by just having him be a manager, having him just not hurt the offense by trying to do too much. So as far as looking at his output, I don't really like it. The guy, though, who you still can think uh, as a receiver, though, it is Deshaun Jackson. Because Jackson gets all the attention from 
uh, from RG3, and his ability to, to break any play for the, for the deep ball uh, is, is reason enough to play him. Look what he did against uh, Philadelphia last week. So two times now he has burned his former team. He didn't score, didn't score a touchdown, but his second 100-yard game against them, four passes, 126 yards. Two long bumps. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, what, a 51-yard and a 50-yard or something like that. I mean, that's the way it's going to be with Deshaun some weeks, and that's, that. you know, it is what it is. Griffin can't throw the shit out of the ball. You know, it's not like he has a weak arm. So, I mean, he can do that. I, I don't know. With Dallas playing for something, Dallas actually has a pretty good secondary. You know, I mean, Brandon Carr can play. That kid is a good corner. He can stick with receivers if need be. I don't think they're going to catch Dallas off guard by any means um, to, with a Griffin throwing a deep ball or something to Deshaun. To, to so, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough game for Washington. I don't, I don't see them coming out fantasy-wise being all that great for anybody. Well, go for it, Mark. I like uh, Morris. He's done really well against Dallas. Uh, in five career games, he's got seven touchdowns. Uh, averages 1100 and, uh, or I'm sorry 111 yards on the ground now a lot of this came in his rookie year where in two games he uh, rushed for 313 yards but still seven TDs in five games ain't too shabby so I, I kind of like him to have a nice game he always plays better when uh, RG3 is under center that's true he definitely plays better with RG3 under center and he will again he'll still be a viable play for anybody still playing their fantasy championship for sure and as with any game that we're covering here, we're going to kind of speed through so we can have some fun and, uh, and, and t- t- not just go strictly on these, uh, these matchups. We kind of agreed to do that a little bit before the show. But uh, if, if we didn't answer a question about what you, someone you want to know about, um, check out our player rankings pieces. We'll i got a doing... feeling we won't be as busy answering questions this week as we have been the last few weeks. Thank God. <laughs> uh, uh, thank God. That's a good time. Stags, you ready to not have to answer as many questions on uh, Saturday and Sunday? No, I can I can live with that. just depends if people ask me about Tory Smith or not. Because you, you, you make the wrong call with him? Tory Smith's just my kryptonite. <laughs> so he, you know what? He's your George Costanza. You have to do the Costanza with him. Say, Everything's opposite. You, you, tell, you say, because I've done it with people too. It's like, you were doing it with Brandon Cooks, uh, or he was doing it with the rankings earlier in the year. It's like, just know that this guy, is, I'm going to make the call when I believe. Yeah. Know that what I'm saying on this guy, because he always screws me no matter what I say. And then you just go the opposite. Costanza hit. Yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Colts um, are going to be with the Titans. Uh, what's What you got? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, your airness, but if you don't find a fifth player, your team will forfeit the game. Did you just Space Jam us? Space Jam. We just hey. got Space Jam. We got Space Jam. Um, all right. <laughs> It looks like the Colts got Space Jam last week. (laughs) 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 I mean, they needed to play in order to get things back together, but, you know, you've got your star wide receivers coming back from a hamstring injury, and I I don't really see any reason to play him, but, hey, they might. Uh, You know, he's already practicing this week, so it's kind of a scary thought uh, for T.Y. Hilton to play. You know what? I, I, I like that he's practicing, and I think that's great. I think it's so risky. You play for the playoffs. You don't play for Week 17 when it means nothing, especially for an injured guy. I know that that uh, that he's come out there and he said uh, that he's going to play everybody, but at the same time, I, 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 Hilton's not a guy that you play because you don't risk injury on a guy that you need his threat in the playoffs. Three things. One, 
uh, Dwayne Allen will not be playing. I'll tell you that right now. He got a little bit banged up, and they're going to keep him out. Two, when it comes to Torrey Smith being your kryptonite, he's basically my green M&M. Uh, every, time I, every time I pick that guy to do something good, he's, he's in the money. <laughs> uh, three, we were talking about something else. I forget what three is. but I mean, Probably what's in your right hand. It could be oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. What I was going <laughs> to say is that that's funny how we just basically uh, periodized ourselves. We basically dated ourselves. Oh, we man. all knew Karate Kid when we were talking about something else earlier. He knew that this was Space Jam, but he had no idea what Karate Kid, the Karate Kid made. Right, so. good point. I, that's funny. Well, it wasn't the Karate Kid we said, you're the best around. around. And he didn't know where that came from. And he had no idea. Like, what Stan Party is our is our generation. What generation are you? Hey, there was a new karate kid with Jaden yeah, Smith. That's okay? the one you know. That's my generation. No, no, it's still my yeah, generation. I've been meeting still to watch it for like 10 years. I haven't done At the it. same time, yeah. though, it's still my generation because it's Jackie Chan. Sweep <laughs> the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. Yeah, put him Get him a body bag. Oh, God, what a great movie. That was just too right, good. I got an, another movie reference for you. Last week, watching that... Uh, Cowboys Colts game. If that was Rocky IV, Dallas was Ivan Drago and the Colts were Apollo Creed. Oh. Put all the damn town. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Rocky Balboa in the third period, in the third quarter, just like wanted to throw in the towel. This game is over. I couldn't believe that game. I was so excited yeah, for a good one. You know the top three Colt uh, fantasy performers last week? Hakeem uh, next for sure. Yeah. In that in that game, or are you talking about yes. overall? In the game, in, in overall, the, game. the top three Colt fantasy performers. Their fourth tight end, okay. whose name I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Knicks. Uh, yeah, no, tell me, dude, please do. I mean, I'm so interested. Hasselback was the number one yeah. nine. Jesus. Uh, something called Z Tipton was had eight points. Is that Tipton? Z Tipton. I I, I once broke down uh, near Tipton, uh, Georgia. <laughs> I popped a zip in uh, the other night on the tip of my nose. Nice. There's nothing good that's coming out of talking about these Rudolph guys. the Red-Nosed D-Rex for Is there uh, anybody the worth yes. talking about on the Titans? I mean, their running game, Leon Washington. I got one guy. Well, there it is we're talking about. Well, it seems like a reasonable request. And I've been popping good there. There we go. <laughs> you know, uh, we've got another start from the man pone. You know, nothing much to like about that. Who's the man pwn? Whitehurst? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have seen his man pwn? No, I don't even know what a man pwn is. Oh, pony man tail. ponytail. Got it. Man pwn. <laughs> man All right. Yeah. Kid, I, hey, that kid actually looked good in that first quarter, at least, uh, yes. last week. That was impressive. You uh, watched he was that awesome. game? You admit that? I admit it. I, mean, I don't know why, but I did. It's probably because you were working. Yeah, that's, that's true. I say we don't talk about it. If you got any questions, hit us up with second opinions. Unless you got something, Mo, but hit us up with second opinions. You can hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Pyromaniac. We're also on Twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Hit us up in all those spots. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we, we love hearing from you and we love answering the questions. And like Houdini said, we feel like there will be probably less of you doing so this week. And that's all right. If you won your championship or you did great, tell us that and we'll save it for a testimonial for our, some future draft kit or something. What, what do you got? Were we still talking about the Titans or were we going to I think we were done. I, well, I had one more thing I was going to say. Okay. Nice girl, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mine. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. That's pretty much Was that Bishop Sankey? Tell us about the audio today. Oh, so well, I'm, I'm going Looney Tunes on you. So I'm, I, uh, they're so deep you can go on Looney Tunes. So we oh just, my God. I, I, I'm dabbling around with five characters today. So I got Yosemite Sam, Marvin the Martian, Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig, and of course my favorite, who you just heard from, Mr. Foghorn Leghorn. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> as a guy who likes to talk a lot. You know, you, 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 you got to have someone like this because this represents me in every way, shape, and form. What's the big R say? What's the big idea? Chasing my worms. You're a cat, son. Cats don't eat worms. You're taking the food right out of my mouth. I don't go around chasing mice. Stand up, boy. You're tripping over your own feet. Now, you stay away from worms, and I'll stay away from mice. That's fair and square, and if you'd stop all your arguing and jawing, you'd see my side of it. Yep, yep, yep. Keep that mouth flapping and do no listening. Nothing worse than a blabbermouth cat. I mean, I say, I say. Yeah. <laughs> and the music is the specials. Uh, ska band out of um, UK back in the uh, late 70s, early 90s. Some good, good stuff. Uh, so if you want to listen to them, they're on Spotify. Um, all right, let's get into the Saints are going to be at the Buccaneers. Valverde. Valverde town. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. You really are. You're really doing it wrong. Come on. We got a Valverde manifesto that we all signed in blood. We're going to make you sign it. Um, all right. Well, what, do we, what do you got here? You got uh, what's going to happen in this game? Um, I'll tell you right now Drew Brees ain't the same. I know. He is just not the same. And they were breaking it down. I, I was watching a bunch of different uh, you know, breakdowns of, that, of the last Saints game there. He's missing reads. He's missing. He's missing passes. Just when he, even when he makes the right read, he's just missing passes. He looks old. I think the arm strength. Oh my God. It, yeah. It's like Peyton Manning. I hate to say it. Those guys, they're losing arm strength. Manning can at least. Um, he's made up for it by being able to understand that he's got to put a little more loft on no, no, to get no, no, it no, there. No, 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 because he's got your favorite thing. Height. Moxie. Moxie. <laughs> Absolutely. I did, that's true. He does. But Breeze, for some reason, there's something wrong. There's something desperately wrong. I know they were going to try and change the offense this year. They're moving it more towards a, a bigger running game. And they did well at that, I think. I think the running game definitely excelled as opposed to the passing game. Uh, but it's he's just, he, he just, uh, he, def- he doesn't look lost. He knows what he's doing out there. He just looks bad. <laughs> just not good. I hate to say that about Drew Brees, but he just doesn't look good at all. I wouldn't have any faith in him going in this final week. You know, I mean, it could be an easy game. You know, it looks like an easy matchup for him, but, it, you know, when it comes down to it, it's not. I mean, we've also got to look at, you know, heading forward to next year. Uh, you think they'll re-sign a Mark Ingram and kind of stick with that whole run kind of game plan? I mean, this game, there's nothing really to talk about this year. No. I, I mean, uh, to be honest, when they go into next year, they have to really assess, all right, Listen, Drew Brees doesn't seem yeah, to have it anymore. They already I don't said know. they came out and they said it was a, a couple weeks ago. I was watching one of the Saints games and they had mentioned that 
they felt like they made a mistake not drafting a quarterback at least this year, if not even the year before. And now they feel like, oh my God, Drew Brees is just, they've said it. Internally, it's kind of come out that they kind of feel like he's falling off the table here. And so they know that they're kind of behind the eight ball. So but where do you go? Because you, you can't, they don't have a replacement for it just yet. I mean, you have to wonder exactly if it was in Brees' mind saying to himself, man, I may not have it anymore. I'm just going to say this outright. I'm going to play till I'm 45. I mean, you, you remember that before the season? There was a whole huge hoopla mm-hmm. and everything. I'm going to play till I'm 45. You know, I, I, I can he still said do that? this. Yeah. And or until they tell him to like, stop playing. Good luck <laughs> playing until you're 38. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you're 37 right now. It's, I don't know if it's going to work though, out. But here's, the, here's why he's able to hang out. Because you look at this league, and there are so many bad quarterbacks, right? Oh, God. So many young quarterbacks that are just haven't proven themselves and have not been able to, which is why all of these... These guys, you know, and why Breeze is still considered a top 10, top whatever quarterback in, the, in fantasy and even still in the NFL right now as far as like for one year. He was the second guy picked probably right. in most leagues in this year. And he still was the top six, I think, in, in fantasy. If, points, if you so. want to understand exactly how bad the quarterback situation is in how the bad, NFL how, right now. Look how bad every backup quarterback is. Ari- no, Arizona seriously did call Kurt Warner. Did they, asked, really? they did. They called them and they said, do you want to come out of retirement? It's been five years and we know that you it would ruin your Hall of Fame thing because you have to wait five years for you in the Hall of Fame. And Kurt Warner said no. Wow. That's legitimate. And I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a problem. You know, when, when you are, you know, into your third quarterback and you're like, I would rather have somebody who's been out of the league for five years and is over 40 years old than have this guy play for me right now who's 21 year old. I hate to say it. Logan Thomas can maybe be a good quarterback in the future. I don't know. I don't know enough about him to say one thing or the other. He's a physical he, specimen, I'll right, tell you that. No one's going to invest in a the guy. They would like rather him. have a 40-some-odd-year-old uh, has-been-done guy than, than him. People, teams will not invest in those young quarterbacks. I invested in a Val Verde. Is there any insanity in your family? I mean, Josh McCown got $10 million. Fuck. <laughs> I wish we would have given it to him. On the other side of the coin. Jimmy Clausen got more than a dime to play fucking quarterback. Dude, he looked good. He I like dude, the routes he was throwing, the way he was throwing before these guys came out of their breaks and stuff. I gotta be honest, dude. He, I like the way he was passing that ball on you Sunday. Mean playing in a West Coast system? You like, yeah, you, you like the system. Fine. Because I, McCown looked great in it. That's fine. The ball was Clausen getting out. I liked, I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but I like the way he was passing the ball. More than a friggin' cl- well, uh, Cutler. Before we move on to this, as far, as far as this game, and I've been saying this about Tampa Bay for like the last three weeks, four weeks, because they've been in the driver's seat. They just want to get the number one overall draft pick. And they just need to keep doing what they've been doing, and that's lose. And you know what? The One of their two wins this year was over the Saints. Huh. So yeah. they need to let the Saints get revenge, and they need to do what they need to do. Hey, could I please take my prize as a man, Diego, home now? I'm not feeling too well. It's between <laughs> it's between the Bucks and the Titans. Yeah. For that number one pick. And they're both going to end up 1-2. Actually, I think no the, Bucks, the Bucks could lose it, right? Because now the Titans... Have a worse uh, percentage or whatever, a harder strength of schedule against them. No, if if the Bucks lose, they automatically get the number they one. They do, okay. including if if Tennessee loses as well. Okay, that's what I thought. So right. I mean, if the Bucks win, they'll end up with the second pick. Right, but they want to lose. They want the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, 
You can trade them for more. Would you you trust a Lovey Smith uh, led team to take the number one pick? No. I'd rather have the number two and say, all right, we'll take the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Would you trust the the GMs in this league? I don't think so. I agree. Mo, uh, what do you got? Well, just going back to the elite quarterbacks for a minute. As of right now, the top five in fantasy got Andrew Luck. Um, This is total points. Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. If you look at it, I remember I was in two redraft leagues this year, and there was a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round. And think of how many of those guys have let you down in the playoffs or just all year. Luck let you down last week. Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago. Peyton Manning as of late. Drew Brees all year round. So I just don't think next year – yeah. I don't think we're going to see as big of a rush to get that elite quarterback as early in the in the next year's drafts. I think you can hold off, pick, spread it out, pick some other players, and do just fine picking a quarterback in, in the much later rounds. Yeah, no it's, doubt. A, it's an interesting thought. That's something we'll address in the offseason for sure. Um, because I'll tell you, about five weeks ago, I would have said the exact opposite thing. Because there were elite quarterbacks that you could depend on every single week that probably took a lot of teams this far. Well, Andrew Luck being one of them. All of those sure. guys that he mentioned, but the thing about him, he's right. Because those guys that he mentioned, the Andrew Lucks, the Drew Breeses, the Aaron Rodgers, they are all going to be part of the upcoming fourth installment and final installment of Bitch Slap. As as we as you just crack people's eardrums, with no that. doubt, you know. That hey, that's what, a bitch, that's what a bitch slap is. Impressive, you're it, good. It Hopefully, your Doug Martin's on it, except you know, probably who, not. Who are potential? Who are potential yeah, yeah. golden sombreros? Uh, there were uh, well, no, because there was only. Uh, God, I have to. You, you got me off guard. I don't have my. Uh, I stumped him on his own piece. I like what, were you, what were you gonna say? Stay. I got I'll tell you two about, seconds. Uh, Drew Brees. The, I, I was the trying. Percy Harvin and Pierre Garcon. Okay. I, I was trying to get in our NBA reference for the day. Nice. And say you can ask Adam Silver. No teams are trying to lose. There you go. I like it. The Bulls, by the way. Are on fire right now. Just beat they, Washington in Washington. Yeah, tonight. they're on fire. They they beat like the last three games. They've beaten like three of the best teams in the league. Yeah, D Rose, Rose is unstoppable. Rose Butler. made Wall look like shit tonight. Yeah, that's yeah. the Bulls. The Bulls He's are looking great until he can rest for another four games. But hey, that's fine. That's Keep fine. It rest Keep it up. Keep I it like up. what they're doing. Get him ready for the playoffs, baby. Can we can we rest to Doug Martin this week and let uh, Charles Sin see what he's got at running back, <laughs> or is it still? I don't know. A They're split, not doing it lately. They're not, they haven't been show. doing it. I think it's still a split show, and I think they probably want to see one last time. I think they know that they like Charles Sims. I think they want to see one last time, all right, can we keep Doug Martin? Is he worth keeping or not? I think they're probably going to run uh, uh, Doug Martin a little bit. And you know what? In the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, it probably gives us a better chance to lose. <laughs> Which we kind of want to do anyway, so let's play Doug Martin. Dude, remember when the Bears, when Lovey was in the Bears, the Bears would always win four of the last five on a dismal season? Yeah. Keep Lovey's job, lose 18 draft slots. They're going to do the same thing. They're fully going to win this game. <laughs> Which is why I'm almost hoping that I may like Trespin more than Lovey for that reason, that he may just lose this game for us this week, and I hope he does, because that way we get the seventh pick. Is that correct? Otherwise, we fall to the 11th pick. Please lose. Yeah. Please hey, lose. Listen, hey, he put in Clausen before and supposedly cut loose the starter. Don't be surprised if on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, all of a sudden they say, you know what, fails at starting. We're going to start our rookie. See what he's got. I want to go back to the Karate Kid. And go That'd be back awesome. To, to another movie that the Johnny from the Karate Kid was in. Uh, we'll see if Stags can pick up on this one. 
as he's getting up to go on the high dive, he goes, Ow, I have a blister. I know. Old school? No, not old school. Back to school. Back to school. You still don't even know what back, back to school. You don't, know, you don't know what the triple no Indian is. No idea. The triple Indian? No. no it's I've not. heard of the triple Indian. I've never heard of back to school. Rodney no, Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, it is. I, I it is. It is. That, that's a gem right there. Holy cow! He hires Kurt Vonnegut to write his paper for. I watch every. This, I watch whoever every wrote year. this knows nothing about Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what about the receivers from Tampa Bay? And then we're moving on. Okay. Oh. Receivers are for Tampa Bay. Um, so unfun, the, those millennials. <laughs> Evans and uh, Jackson should have a, a, should be okay today in this game, if you ask me. Um, they're I playing think, the Saints. Yeah, they're playing the Saints, basically. I mean, if you're playing the Saints, you're probably going to be doing okay. I, do I think Doug Martin's going to have a great game? No. But do I think that Josh McCown's going to have an okay game? Sure. Do I think that Evans and, and Vincent Jackson have okay games? Sure, absolutely. They're going to be used. They're not going to be sacked for any reason. <laughs> I think they're they're going to be used. used. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, here's a question I got, and I don't know how many people lost because of this that are listening to us or if anyone in the room knows someone that's connected, but no one really made a big deal out of that Jimmy Graham touchdown. Getting They didn't call it a touchdown. They called it a strip. Dude, that was a touchdown. I don't know if you guys see that yeah, play. We, that saw. was a touchdown. I mean, if you had Jimmy Graham in the finals, that cost me a third place game. Uh, yeah, if you had Jimmy in the finals, that was a touchdown. You can't go to the a review and he was in there. I mean, you can't. You the don't, you know you don't have eight. Uh, you don't have eight seconds to pull the ball out after you cl- cross. The How line. many times? And I know you guys have seen it all before this year. This year specifically, especially right. on replay, where they down? still get it wrong right. on when they go to the all the cameras and everything, yeah. and they still get it wrong. How was the RG three touchdown not a touchdown? The diving in touchdown. Yeah, that was touchdown. Oh, are, are you holding it when it when you cross the plane? It doesn't matter. They can knock it out as soon as I cross the plane. Once it crosses the plane, it's, it's a, a touchdown. touchdown. Period. I agree. And That's then there's. There was the play on Monday night where Peyton Manning threw that last touchdown down by nine, or interception, excuse me, down by nine, and the guy's rolling out of bounds, and you can clearly see the ball rotate yep. in this yep. guy's lap. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're calling it clear control, and I'm just like, are you That's fucking terrible. kidding me? Like, and then they, 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 they have, I, I just found my new job. I'm hired, pretty much. I mean, how do you miss that? They have the old guy that used to be, you know, the two guys that used to be in the league and run all that stuff for the league, and now they're like on Fox and CBS. They've been, they've been like, wow, I'm really surprised they didn't overturn that or call it the different way. Yeah, um, uh, they, they got to figure Pereira that out or something. Uh, Mike Pereira, Pereira. and yeah, uh, Mike Carey. Yeah, Carey. Yeah, Mike swear. and Mike. Mike and Mike in the morning. So uh, well, anyway, let's I'm, move on from another game. We, we got can, some... but 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 Stags, I'm telling you, you got to see back to school. I paid my four bits to see the high diving act, and I'm going to see the high diving act. <laughs> Off the high dive, it. bounces over to the we will lower install, dive to the right. We are installing an extra springboard for the final dive. <laughs> oh, I love Melon. Uh, good stuff. Okay, we're gonna move on. And uh, his coach is uh, Ian e. Walsh. Yeah, you know who that guy is? Was in like Blood Simple. Yeah, uh, I met him. You did? You go check out my my Facebook oh, page. There There's a go. shot of me and my dad in the Miracle on 34th Street. 
in the picture. It's Emmett Walsh, my dad. I post, nice. I retweeted it's it sure. earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Houston's met that guy once. We went that to see That guy was in so many great so movies. So many great yeah. movies. He was a partier. That guy probably did a yeah. lot of. Talking about Saints being behind the eight ball. He's like a guy Emma that I would like. Was behind <laughs> the I would love ball. to what? share a bottle of <laughs> scotch. I would have conversations out the with him over for for a night. I bet you would like him steak less than scotch. you. Steak and scotch. I'd like to have a, a dinner and steak and scotch with discussions with Emmett Walsh. <laughs> I like it. That's that's a you pulled that name out of it. Out of Blood Simple. Good job, dude. Hey, man. I thought you, you were just playing the PS4 lately. Let's let's just finish off this game real quick. I do think that Colts don't have a pretty decent game. I do think that Stills have a pretty decent game. You can pass on these Buccaneers. Um, I do believe that um, Ingram will be running the ball a little bit. Um, I think Pierre Thomas is worth a super flex, uh, flex play. I think that the, the wide receivers, uh, Jimmy Graham should be okay. I, I know that he's had some tough weeks and stuff, but he does okay against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And tight ends generally do okay against Tampa Bay. Let's move on to the next one. Nice work. Uh, Eagles are going to be at Giants. Obviously a big rivalry here. Um, what's what, what's to expect here from a fantasy standpoint? Um, who wants Stags? Hit I just it up. have a blanket question right now. Is Odell Beckham Jr. a first-round pick next year? First-round fantasy pick next year. He won't be a first-round, but he's a legitimate second-round pick. Consideration for sure. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I think um, it's going to take some some studying and real analyzation in the offseason to determine what is what who exactly is going to be going in the first round. Because I mean, with the failure of quarterbacks towards the end of the year here, it's definitely thrown a, a kink in this a, a chink in this uh, arm here. I don't know exactly. Is it? I mean, with all the injuries at running back, um, with the failures of certain tight ends. I mean, I don't. I could not tell you exactly who is a sure thing to go in that first round next year. I'll tell you Odell what. Beckham is a consideration. I'll tell you that for sure. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you what happens is that um, whoever is a first round pick next year is going to be a potential bust next year. Because look at it. The year before. The year before. You know, maybe that that'll be something that I think that we should kind of go back and maybe we'll do. I'll do an article about uh, this offseason. I'm, I'm going to go back over the last ten years and look at who were the average ADP first round draft picks in each of the first two rounds and where they actually ended up when the season ended. Because I'm going to guarantee you, for the most part, it's like we always say. That's why it doesn't matter if you bomb with your first or second pick because half of the league usually does because yeah. these guys, there's all these guys get overvalued. And, and 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 it's about what you're doing later in the well, draft. We did that one last year. That was like the ROI. It was the ROI. Well, that'll be in the draft kit again too, which we're going to be doing again Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, speaking of Odell Beckham, he did not get a Pro Bowl berth. He missed the first four games of the season. He ended up top ten in fantasy points for wide receivers. Ninth, I think, is is what it was. And he still has a game to go. Isn't it bullshit though? Why are you even giving? Because because why would you announce the Pro Bowl until the season's over? Because they, they decided with like three three weeks ago they made their final votes after like week twelve or thirteen or something for the pro. God, who, it's it's, it's, no, it's no, the bullshit pro right pro bowl all star whatever game in the in the entire and half of the guys aren't going to go and right and, and nobody wants to see the game because they don't play real football and so <coughs> I'd rather see these. <laughs> <laughs> that was not me being offended. Yeah, was were you, were you, is that a You little for clubs? You little for clubs? So Beckham is a first alternate, so he'll be in the game. Obviously, and everybody everybody drops out of that game, so he'll be in the game. It's not, uh, you know, going to be a problem. He'll get still some a sort snub, of bonus, still whatever, a snub, but it's still a snub for him. He Back was on the, game he was on, the he was on the championship team in my the three leagues that I was in. Beckham was on all three. You carry teams. people there. 
Him, yeah. Joyke Bell, Le'Veon Bell, you know, a couple other guys. Just carry people. The only the league I was in this year, the, the team that won it, had Odell Beckham. Yeah. What do you got, Mo? Well, the guy's played, what, 10 games, and he's got 71 catches. Uh, that's the most in NFL history for anyone's first 10 games to have 71 catches. Wow. It was, it was 11. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring it back up just so you guys all remember. 26 catches, 326 yards, one touchdown. Rookie of the year, Carl Pickens. Unbelievable. Yeah. 10 Unbelievable. games, 71 catches. He's already, he's got, he's on the phone. I was reading, Jordan's talking to him. He's like, just keep doing it on the field. Don't worry about Do all Do you realize that, that Vincent Jackson didn't have more than 70 catches over his first, what was it, like eight seasons? Oh, yeah. No, well, I mean, he had 60. No, 70. He had 70. Didn't I know, more... but he had 66, 65, right. 67, 68, you know, whatever. Ten for games. like five straight years. Ten yeah. games, rookie year. Ten games. Already topped your nice. That's a good receiver we're talking about. There. And the, yeah, I, I got to tell you, it is beautiful. And this is just real football-wise. And I, I love that it's happening. People are going out early to games yeah. to watch him make one-handed catches, just, you know, practicing around and stuff. It's great to see that. People would go to basketball games to watch stuff like that. People would go to baseball games to watch Mark McGuire in home runs, Sosa in home runs, whatever. But people are actually going to watch him just make his one-handed catches. And I, I'll tell you, it's worth it. That guy is something to, to, to behold, man. That guy is fun to watch. I have one concern. He is in New York, and now he's a star. Yeah. And he's going into his first offseason. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine, but there's just no question that he could get hit with the injury bug. And I agree with you. He's he's in the he's in the big he's apple. He's got coke hair. <laughs> you look at that haircut, and you're like, that dude does coke for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he, I'm, one way or another, he's in New York. That guy's getting arrested. He's, he's rolling. There's going to be some problems in partying in New York for him for sure. I'll take a two Frosted tips to, to, to dog round. means cokehead. I like it. Yeah, co- co- I like it. Cokehead. All right, well, he's, he's, been assigned, he's been assigned. about Randall. Oh, he, he was assigned Plaxico Burris as a mentor, so. There you go. <laughs> and, and Braylon Edwards, um, who was on the Jets. I did know that. Hey, um, hey Plaxton to coke. No. <laughs> he just shoots himself in the, in the just, leg. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, whatever. Well, we'll talk about that. It's all about saving yourself from embarrassment. Yeah, Plaxico knows how to keep you. My up. biggest problem, real quick, we'll go on to what you're saying in a second here, Direct. My biggest problem with Odell Beckham right now is that he is too brash on that field. Oh yeah, he's going to get the taunting his ass penalty. Kicked. The taunting penalty he got after the touchdown. Oh, dude, he, he caused the whole freaking brawl yeah. on that mm-hmm. sideline. Yes, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, he got hit way out of bounds, and that guy was trying to prove a point, saying, "Dude." You're a rookie. Sit your ass fucking back down. And he hit him hard, and he hit him way out of bounds. But oh, but Beckham is so good and so brash that he's causing these things. He's going to have some serious problems with hits. I'll wind your bones to make me wet. <laughs> what do you got, Horace Mom? Uh, I think uh, even though the Eagles destroyed the Giants last time we met, week six, 27-0, uh, that was before ODB came back. And I think one of the two, um, ODB or Ruben Randall, is going to have a game. Ruben Randall, uh, historically, five career games versus the Eagles, he has four touchdowns. And the Eagles, uh, two cornerbacks, Williams and Beckham, they don't really match up on any one receiver. They just kind of play one side of the field. They, they tend to flip-flop sometimes, too, on, on who they're guarding. Uh, pro football focus rates, Fletcher. Fletcher, Bradley Fletcher, as their 103rd 
cover corner out of 110 guys. Didn't so they sit him? They're they're saying saying he's really good he's saying he's pretty for good. DB or Ruben Randall to have a game here. I'm pretty sure I read that he they're gets sitting him. every week. I'm pretty sure I read that they're sitting him and they're playing like some rookie or some other guy. Yeah, he, he got and he got burned again last week. He just he gets burned consistently. Des he, had two, three, three touchdowns touch against him two weeks ago. And and uh, Deshaun uh, just uh, so you're saying he has apart last week. Walt too. Harris, when he was a member of the Bears a long time ago, uh, his nickname Toast. Toast. Yeah, <laughs> he gets burned all the time. Yeah, <laughs> what do you got, Stan? ODB did play in that first game against. Philadelphia week six, but he was targeted just four times, yeah. two catches, 28 yards. Wasn't really a part of the offense yeah. until that Victor Cruz injury and the bye week. But ever since then, he's a totally different player. Uh, Eli Manning's been a top five quarterback since you know last uh, the week, five weeks. Week, uh, last five weeks at least. I think since their week eight bye week, he's right on the cusp of that. Uh, you know, 391 yards last week, three touchdowns against a very good Rams defense. Absolutely. This, this guy just, you know, has sort of transformed, finally taking shape in that offense. We know it's going to take six weeks for a new offense to kind of take shape and really take hold. And, you know, uh, after that point, they, they've really taken off. Eli Manning's been a great value pick. If you've played him in daily fantasy leagues, he's paid off well for you. Uh, you know, even if you chose to stream him with some quarterback injuries, he's played well for you over the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, this week against the Eagles, you got to like him again. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles, I think, are second or third worst against QBs when it comes to, uh, you know, fantasy points. And I think the, the worst against wide receivers. Absolutely. So, um, you're, you're, you're liking, you're obviously, Beckham is a must start every single freaking week. Um, Ruben Randall, I, I, I'm having problems with him. He had a great week last week uh, because I think they were they were really shading away from him towards Beckham for a little bit, um, and he got his catches early. He got some good uh, good play early, and Beckham obviously picked it up picked it up late. But uh, Randall can still have some, some play, and Preston Parker has, has done his. Uh, how about, how about McCoy well and uh, how about McCoy and uh, or Sproles? Uh, interesting. I mean. The Giants are... Scrolls got 10 touches last week. Yeah, that's not going to happen <laughs> this week. That's not going to happen this week. Whole different scenario. Uh, the, the, the Giants um, are iffy against the, uh, against the run, but uh, I, I just don't see Sproles doing the same thing. Sproles is one of those type of guys... I know we, we were talking about it, uh, Stags and I, Stag Party. Uh, we're talking about last week. Is What's going to happen with that whole situation? Like all of a sudden, Polk is getting those goal line carries... And Sproles is getting faced off out a little bit, and McCoy is like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not getting the ball within the first within the five yard line anymore because I don't have the power. But sure enough, Polk gets faced out last week. Didn't really get anything. It was McCoy who got the majority. Well, McCoy had 100. Uh, yeah, McCoy had the majority and had a great, a great he had game. 88 yards and a touchdown. And sure enough, the Sproles had a great game. You know, and it's interesting to see because the two guys we we guessed on. You you go Polk back. Did you go out. back earlier in the season when they played each other the, before? McCoy had a great game, twenty two carries for one hundred and forty nine yards, but didn't get a touchdown. Yeah, you know, and that's been his. That's the, the problem for McCoy all year. He doesn't score touchdowns. This was a guy who was getting fed the touchdowns when he was in Andy Reid's system. Yeah. And then you see what happened to Jamal Charles, a guy who'd only had like five or six touchdowns in a season, and then Andy Reid comes in, and you're talking seventeen touchdowns, and then like it's always double digits. Right, it's you're just getting a ton of. That's what Andy Reid does. 
Um, so that's know your coaching staff. Um, that's a big one. It is a big one. And the Giants actually have been pretty good against running backs over the last five games, holding them to 13.2 fantasy points. So I still think McCoy's the focal point of the offense, but with the season over, I, I think he's – this is one of those ones where I think he has a great game. Do we think Rashad Jennings plays? No, I think I, – I, I why would you risk exactly. it? Exactly. No point. I think it's Andre Williams. They're going to check out the rookie anyway. They're not playing for anything. You might as well just But he's had, a, he's had 200 yard games in his last three. Granted, they got against the great the, – well, Washington uh, – uh, no, no, that was uh, filled up. That was, excuse me. Andre Williams had 200 yard games in his last three. Not against the best defenses in the world. One was against Tennessee. Who did they play last week? It was uh, who, who? Who played? The, Andre uh, Williams, the Giants last week. I was thinking of the the uh, Philadelphia. They had the uh, the Washington defense, which was a tough. Uh, it's, it's, but I can't remember who the Giants played last God, week. Uh, was the Rams? Yes, yes, it was the Rams. So that was actually surprising. That was a good defense that he actually had the hundred yards against. So yeah, let's Absolutely. move on to the next game. Unless you got something you want to go on that one, uh, Mo. What else? do you got, real well, quick? I was just gonna say, talking about surprising. Uh, last week, Zach Ertz, man, he had yeah. more receptions in just last week than he did in the last seven games combined. Wow, Eagles franchise record. He played 72 snaps. That's the more. That's more snaps in the last three games combined. So just out of nowhere, Ertz was just given some playing time. And even if Chip Kelly just I don't know saw something in the game plan, regardless, I think his performance warranted some consideration going forward. Good call. Good call. Uh, all right, let's go to the next game. That's going to be the Jaguars are going to be at the Texans. Um, Texans, uh, what, what do you what do you think is gonna go? Well, the Texans are surprisingly still, you know, in the kind of playoff chase. Uh, something after coming off, you know, the first overall pick is quite surprising. You know, you got to condemn or not condemn. Condemn. <laughs> That's condemn. <laughs> this is not the Pontiac Silverdome we're talking about. <laughs> condemn. And we've got to condone the job that uh, uh, Bill O'Brien's done in that coaching staff, especially with. You know, no quarterback to speak of, and you know, starting three this season, you know, so we got to at least, and not having that number one pick yeah, to Davian Clowney basically for the entire season, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, we've got to just praise him. And, you know, love the job he's doing. He's stuck to that kind of zone running scheme. They've been a run first team. I guess that's because of the quarterback situation. Uh, surprisingly, they haven't used the tight end in the season. Which seems weird for that kind of pro style offense, but uh, I don't maybe think they've got good talent there. Maybe, maybe we'll get back to it, you know, next year when you know they make some personnel moves. But uh, we've got Arian Foster, who's coming off a string of great games. Uh, when healthy, he just rattles off ninety plus uh, rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. The last two weeks, he's been held under a hundred, but they've both been over ninety yards. One ninety nine yards. Really? Yes. Yeah. Just, just right, right over ninety yards, you know, per week. You can pretty much dial them in for twenty, twenty or so carries. Uh, I think the benefit, though, you got with Case Keenum that came back there, having him help Andre Johnson. Now, Andre Johnson's still searching for that first hundred yard uh, game of the season, but at the same time, he had the benefit of of Case Keenum thirteen targets last week. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, it wasn't necessarily hitting, but it's just it's a familiarity, it's a comfort level. And, and that at least is going to get you looks. Now, there's still going to be, as you said, it's, it's, everything's going to primarily go through Arian Foster. But All right, I, well, what, what else do you want to I think he gets more looks than, than DeAndre Hopkins. It's unfortunate what happened. So if you're, if you're a DeAndre Hopkins guy, you're better off without Case Keenum. 
Um, what do you want to do um, about the, uh, the Jaguars? What do you think? Jaguars going up against J.J. Watt with no offensive line. I love it. I love it for J.J. Watt. Uh, besides that, you know, I don't think there's much like on the outside. There's a chance for, you know, Marquise Lee to have a nice game. There's, a, there's sort of a chance for all these guys on the outside to have nice games. Uh, particularly, you know, Alan Hearns has sort of run behind, you know, Marquise Lee over the last couple weeks. Uh, but I like Lee to have a nice, solid game. Nothing too spectacular. In the four catches for 75-yard kind of range, five. Where's the uh, Other things kind of along those lines. Guys, what do you, are you like of Marquise Lee this week, dog? He's doing something. Yeah, Marquise Lee, I don't know, you know, the, the rookie, you can always bet on a rookie because they're going to get looks, okay? Because they want to see what they have in these guys and they're going to play them. So it's all good in that aspect. So I don't worry about any any type of a rookie, especially on a bad team. They want to find out everything. Get them as much playing time as possible. Put him out there as much as you can. So, yeah, I, I, I like Marquise. Especially because he started out slow. He was injured. He's a second-rounder. Um, so they, they want to see what they got in this guy. I agree with that. Anything else to talk about the Jaguars, or should we uh, should we move on? I mean, is Toby Gerhardt going to be back, or are we going to see a little bit of a Jordan Todman this week? Even if he is back, I mean, it's not one of those things that I think that it makes that big of a difference. I agree. I, I agree. I mean, he he's had some decent fancy, fancy points as of late, but not not as many as Val Verde. Isn't it delightful? Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, what do you what do you got? Um, nothing too much on the Jags, but how about the Texans? Just watching J.J. Watt. I mean. I remember watching, you know, Lawrence Taylor back in the day when I was growing up, but we are just watching one of the premier pass rushers, defensive players in a generation. It is just something every week just watching him play, and he plays with such enthusiasm. It's just been a joy to watch him. It's been fantastic. The the best thing to watch about him, is the fact that he never stops. Yeah. Every single play, you you rarely see that. You rarely see that in the NFL today. Throw because back. I got to tell you, the athletes are so incredible that it's tough to keep it up for a full four quarters every single play. I don't care if you're on offense or defense. You take a bit of a breather on a play or two here or there. What does it? The last time I honestly just watched every game and watched a guy every play was the, was the Bears, you know, way back in the day in the, you know, mid-80s or whatever. Those guys never stopped. Those guys were just every play, go, go, go. You know, you, you see somebody with the intensity of a Mike Singletary always on the go. Damn uh, somebody like Hampton or, or McMichael, those guys are always on the go. They would never stop. Brian Bashnagel. <laughs> <laughs> he would never stop going, getting his... That and was smashed into the ground yeah, or destroyed going across the middle. Great, James great mustache. He was the star of the, the movie uh, NFL's Crunch Course that I got from Sports Illustrated. Yes. He was one of the first guys that gets hit where, where the guy is getting hit. And as he's getting hit, they have like slow motion so that the sound is pop, 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 pop. There's bash nickel. You see his body <laughs> contorting. <laughs> and 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 the best part is either. he's getting hit. By no, you would have no a idea Tampa Bay Buccaneer wearing the pumpkin orange. Nice, nice. But the mustache <laughs> was always perfect. 
Oh my God! I talk about the football follies and stuff. Even the football follies was before Stag Party was born. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I have them all. Yeah. So fun. so awesome. Well, let's move on to the next game. Unless you guys have anything else to say on this one, um, I know Mo, you'd mentioned about the Patriots and Bill. We'll get to that one. We're gonna do it, buddy. Uh, but we're starting and going down this line, and we got the Chargers are gonna be at the Chiefs. Um, obviously, as you were just talking about, uh, Jamal Charles, 14 touchdowns. Uh, seems like he should be able to have a pretty nice game. Mo was saying that um, I guess people seem to think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers. Yeah, I, I would think so. To be to be quite honest, um, it's you know it's in KC. So first of all, that's a tough game to play. Um, the Chargers are down men. You know, I mean, they have first of all, Rivers has a, a major injury going on. That bulging di- that disc. Is you supposedly. Mean <laughs> you mean the bulging dick in his back? Yeah, the bulging, yes. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw it, but running across the ticker. It's on. It's on our Facebook page. It's you can on check our it Facebook out. page. Running across the ticker on what was it? ESPN. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, <laughs> Philip Rivers dealing with the bulging dick in his back. Was, was it will, written will by require, Steve Levy? Was it written by Steve Levy? Will require off-season <laughs> surgery. Do you, did, you, did you did you also did you post the ESPN Steve Levy bulging dick with Keith Olbermann giving him crap? He's like he's doing the injury report. It's like suffering from a bulging dick. I mean disc, and he's continuing to go on with all the injuries. And Olbermann is just giving him shit throughout the whole thing. It's like I'm sorry, these injuries are not a laughing matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to check. I'll check that out. You gotta check that out. So Shit's the rivers, um, what they're saying is that um, that disc is actually about to be herniated. And this last game could possibly do it, but he's going to play anyway. Uh, they're going to be out Keenan Allen, obviously. Right. I don't see him coming back from uh, that collarbone injury of his. Is is Ryan Matthews, he says he's been practicing. I think he's trying to get back. I think that Matthews is actually going to play. My what do you got about Matthews, Matthews did not practice today. He nor didn't did today. Keenan Allen. Um, I don't, you know, he's certainly day to day, but it always worries me when he's not getting in uh, practice time. Tuesdays are um, well, not a big deal. He had, he's coming back from a broken collarbone. If Matthews does play, he is what Matthews always is, plus times four, an injury risk. However, um, KC can be run on. Um, they give up five yards of carry almost uh, on, on the season. On the season. Um, so they can be run on. It's I mean, if Ryan Matthews is playing and he's good to go, I mean, they kept him out another week to just to make sure with him. If he's really ready to go, he's not a terrible play in this one because San Diego is playing for their life. Uh, KC has nothing to play for. They're out of it at this point. Uh, of course, they want to play for pride. They want to make sure that, uh, you know, they, they, they want to play spoiler, and they will. Um, I do believe that they'll win the game, but San Diego is going to be trying their ass off. Rivers had a lot better game last game than I thought he would. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, four touchdowns after throwing what three picks to start it off? Yeah, and with I mean, with no Keenan Allen out there, right? I just didn't think that was going to happen. Well, not at only all. that, couple that with the performance that he's had over his last six games or seven yeah. games, it's he's had one good game in that span. Everything else has been like a one touchdown and more interceptions. It's Again, we talked about it before, what he was in the first half of the season and then just a completely different player in the second half of the season. Which which brings me up to a point, uh, a, a quick sidebar, fantasy sidebar, talking about running fantasy leagues. I was talking with one of my friends today who's also a co-commissioner with me uh, in one of my leagues. Uh, we, we commissioned the league together and we we're also in like four or five different leagues together. 
And I'm talking about, oh, you know, I know we're, we're raising the fee on what my league is going to be next year. Talking about ways that we're going to divvy up the money. And, you know, he brought up a good point. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's more, you want to keep people competitive in different ways and shape and form. So one of the things he brought up was if you have, you know, as long as there's a chance for the best team still to take all the different winnings. If you're the best team, you have a chance to win all the winnings. But a certain amount of money for the team that has the most points and the best, uh, and another one, another part winning for the team that has the best record through the first half of the season. Then same thing for the second half of the season. So you, if you start the season 0-6, well, hey, you got the second half of the season to play for, and you may be able to win back at least your entry fee, if not more, based on however much you guys are paying into your leagues. Sure, of course. And then, you know, just creating different ways uh, to, to keep the interest going, but still also potentially protecting whatever your amounts are that you want to have for those winners and such. We want to know how we kept the interest going in, in my newest league, uh, but it's a pretty big stakes league, and we kept it... Basically, you have to pay an extra two fifty if you're in last place. So the last place, last place team. Better than getting a tattoo like that commercial. You have to pay an extra two hundred and fifty bucks at the end of the year. And on top of that, the name name of this league is called the Pizza Puff League. You also get a case of pizza puffs, and you have to show uh, pictures of you eating pizza puffs throughout the off season. You got to eat the case. I'm not saying you have to eat it personally. You're you're gonna, have, a you're gonna have a picture of every single party, you but eat. you got he's got kids. But literally, you got to be like showing the league on posting throughout the off season, like eating. Croner lost it, and he's basically like, "Shit, I'm I'm renting a fryer for the off season for these." For these pizza pops. Right, this was after like <laughs> going all up. Two this was like after the study that came out where it's shown that the pizza puffs cause cancer and obesity Dude, wait, and what? death. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, still, it's, there you I mean, go. Now it's either it was either that or we were. Gonna, okay. I we just were, want to make sure. Or we were. Gonna, knows uh, car and feather. I just want, I just bone, uh, go to the doctor yeah. immediately because that's I never, you I actually, some problems. I've never going. had a pizza pop in my life until about three years ago. I had a roommate, uh, Gary, who was yeah. living with me. Gary. And so we go and <laughs> get a pizza pop. And so you get it. It's a, it's deep fried, right? It's like a breaded, like a calzone, oh, but it's, it's like a smaller calzone. It's small, but they call it a pizza puff. There's nothing that's puff about it. It's the flattest thing in the world that is just soaked in grease. Oh, it's it's, oh. it's a Chicago staple. It turns you into the fucking puff. Is what I, tried I tried to get him. Puff is I tried what to get him. I tried to get him. like, no fucking way. <laughs> He's like, we're not carrying pizza puffs. I'm like, dude, it's a staple. We got to do it. He's like, no. But actually, one of the cool things is one of my friends... His friends with the uh, knows the owner of Il Taco. Il Taco owns Pizza Puff, and we're I'm gonna go through and get some uh, to photograph the uh, the plant. So there we go. Pretty excited, pretty excited for that. But that's <laughs> another good way to plant. keep people at two fifty, and you gotta eat a hundred or have par- parties for Pizza Puff eating. Awesome. All right, back to the game real quick. Come on, quit stalling. <laughs> Alex Smith. Um, so Casey actually has to be talked about Dick. here for a, a second. Alex Smith threw for his first 300-yard game in 472 Ever. games. 472? <laughs> it's 400. It, it, supposedly, it's back to when he was five years old playing Tecmo Bowl. That was the last time he Who was threw he using? for 300 yards. He was, he was like Jim Plunkett. <laughs> he threw. He threw to Bo Jackson. He threw to Bo Jackson. Up the middle. Up the middle. Tecmo, was it Plunkett in Tecmo Bowl? I, oh yeah! I oh yeah! I don't For sure, know, did I? Was I just, I, I, you know, I heard this on it was the Jay Cutler <laughs> show. Whatever. Uh, I think you're right, dude. 
That yeah, no, right. it's all right. I don't, I don't see uh, Alex Smith having another uh, incredible game um, in this one, uh, but I do see Jamal Charles having a really good game. Uh, they're going to feed. The, the, you don't. Finally. Oh, finally. Yeah. Okay. Weeks, I think so you don't. Just... Yeah. No. Last couple of weeks they've been tough. They've been tough. He's he's gone up against tough competition, tough run defenses. So it's it hasn't been easy for him, obviously. And you know that everybody's gearing for him, but Alex Smith, you know. What do you got, Mo? Made up the slack. Yeah. Uh, when the when they met in week seven, Charles put up sixteen point seven fantasy points, ninety five yards on the ground, another twelve in the air, and a, and a uh, one touchdown, uh, the one touchdown day. So I'd I'd like Charles as well. Uh, here's some Chiefs trivia, though. How many Chief wide receivers have caught a touchdown this year? Still zero. Zero. God, you guys are good. <laughs> That's all they talk about on the Patelicans. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> and, and it's funny that one the of them is well. the I don't know zone. if you were watching. Did you see yeah, Dwayne Bow? It was in his hands. And, but although the defender had his arms, because here's what Dwayne Bow does not do what all good receivers do that are good receivers inside the five yard line on that two, two yard whatever catch. When you have your arms extended, extend your arms up. up don't let the guy who's the got his play. Yep. Don't, let the, don't let the defender who's got his arm in between your arms by bringing the ball to your body. You bring the ball to and your body when you're outside at the sideline trying to protect against with the guy behind you. When he's there at the end zone, hold it up like Alshon Jeffrey. Yep. Don't let it go. Keep it over your head and you will score a touchdown. It's funny. That's exactly what he did. Was He kind of brought it in a little bit. And the guy had his arm in there and it knocked it knocked out. It right out. And there goes the first touchdown of the year. 15 games. No, no, here's the best wide part. Wide receiver, no, no, which is part. what you're meant for, yeah, yeah. catching touchdowns. No, no. Zero. Look at that. This is the, the best year. part, though. The best part was did you see the next play? The third and goal. So on the third and goal, they call a, a, a play where everybody, every single receiver is going left. And. Hike, Alex Smith drops back. The one guy who cannot miss his assignment, the left tackle, allows the right defensive end to come screaming around the end. So Alex Smith has no choice but to roll right. Well, there is not a receiver on that side of the field. So he had a run. He gets like one or two yards, goes out of bounds. Yes. And every receiver turned around going, uh, oh, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right, like, are we over here? You're over there. I don't know why this year have a touchdown. That's why. We had a great practice all week. We had a great practice all week. All right, trust me. We already talked about the Bears. <laughs> you know, no, we haven't yet. God I, damn it. You know what? I, I, I had a moment last week <laughs> you looking over the Kansas City kind of game cast or whatever. There was an A. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Albert Albert. Wilson. Albert. Albert. And I'm like, who the hey, fuck hey, hey. is Albert Wilson? It's good. <laughs> yeah, he actually had a nice game. He's smaller than me, and if you could be smaller than me and be good in the NFL, that's saying Then you know what? Then his nickname should be, hey, hey, hey. Where's that? Is he from Oregon? Is he from Oregon, that kid? I think he's pretty good. Um, he but he finally he finally did something. So, all right, well, let's move on from that game. Got anything else? No. Uh, Kelsey shouldn't actually probably won't have that great of a game. San Diego is good against tight ends, and Kelsey is somebody that you're probably thinking about playing. Uh, from these two teams that you're pretty sure, like, okay, I think this guy's going to have a good game. Don't expect it. San Diego is good against tight ends. You got anything, Mo, that you want to put out for this game? You're good? All right. Well, do we talk about Antonio Gates already? Mm-mm. No. So, okay, Antonio Gates, he now has three touchdowns in his last two games. He paid off big last week with seven catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, the Chiefs have really struggled against tight ends to start the season, although they've only given up 19 receptions for 150 yards and no scores in their last five games to tight ends. Three fantasy points per game. Gates will surely see a lot of targets, especially with Keenan Allen out. So he's always a threat for a touchdown. Fewest receptions in the league given up uh, Kansas City has against tight ends. I, I, I literally, I haven't even touched my computer. I know these things. Kansas City just does not give up receptions to tight ends. Period. Not like Val Verde. Great horny toes. Was that me? What was that? That was you. You are a horny toad. Yeah, so, okay. I, mean, I got another one that's about to go down. Town Great to horny toad. Verde town. Val Verde. We're moving it. Oh, you darn crazy galoot. We're picking up the Valverde pace here, people. Well, it's, you know, it shows that we're all on the same pace. Yeah. Because the Valverdes, they come fast and furious when they come, which is hard for me because it's like, you know. I'm on the 17-week, 17-beer pace. Well, there you go. Right now. Let's go. Right. Wait, what's next? Reload. I'm ready. Let's go to the next one. All right. Let's go to the Jets. are going to be at the Dolphins. Um, what's to, uh, what are we to expect in this game? Is, uh, is this the last game ever for head coach Rex Ryan? All out of experimental animals. I'll have to twap a weapon. <laughs> That's yeah. about right. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is the, absolutely the last game for... Uh, here's, here's the intrigue in this game. You have uh, Rex Ryan is going to have the last game uh, as a head coach for the New York Jets, trying to do whatever he can to make a case for his job going forward. You have Percy Harvin, who has his last final audition for the Jets, or anybody else that's going to be out there as a taker for him. Don't expect him to play, by the way. Oh, he's hurt, right? He got hurt again, and I don't think he's going to play this game. Well, that really sucks for him. Okay, so that takes that Is he going to get dumped? Is he, are they going to dump yeah, him? Yeah, I don't think they're going to give him the money. I, no, If, no, no, no. if they no do, chance. it's one of those things they're going to cut him and then say, we'll resign you, but we'll resign you for less. And so it's a matter of, does, does he like his situation there, or is he going to go test the free agent market again and... That's a whole other situation. We'll talk about that in the offseason. Sometimes you got to not be a tool bag, douchebag, so, right. when you're on a championship team and just take the check. Some guys just can't help them. So. Hainsworth. Remember Albert Hainsworth screwed himself yep. out of like literally $85 million. Just by yeah. being an asshole. Just yeah. get paid, bro. Just, just do the smart <laughs> thing. So the other intrigue in this game, though, is, is looking at the it's Dolphins. Tough. Yeah. The Dolphins offense. Ryan Tannehill didn't have a 300-yard game throughout the entire year. Has thrown two in a row, two 300 yard games in a row. Now I'm looking at any stats either, dog. So I, I got all this stuff. No, okay. That's <laughs> so, yeah, he, he has been. I'm watching a, cartoons here. He has, been, he has been a phenomenon <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. You have Mike Wallace, who who paid off his uh, uh, fantasy owners last week yep. with the two touchdowns. And one of them was a great play that he just. Does doesn't usually make a play like that. Mm-hmm. That's a really eye hand coordination. Those just aren't the kind of plays that guy makes. And, and because you look at this is in two two teams in two different situations. You have the Jets, who you know is going to be turmoil, is going to be change, is going to be turnover. You don't know what's going on with any of their situations. Where you have the Dolphins as a team here, who uh, got the nice win last week at the end on the block punt, uh, barely surviving. But they're a team that's, that's always just been <laughs> that's on the cusp, by the way. right? But they're always been on the cusp. But now they finally are look like a team that's on the cusp that's possibly ready to take the next step if they can draft well next year because pieces are in place. You start to see the talent on offense. They've always been a pretty solid defense. Now they're finally starting to put all those things together. So it's a look to the future for them. For sure. I mean, the Dolphins always, seem like, they're, <laughs> the Dolphins always <laughs> seem like they're on the cusp 
all every season yeah, they're they, on they, the cusp. But that was always eight, with Jay eight. Fiedler as quarterback. It's the same with the Lions. Yeah, I, I understand that, but that was on Sorry, the cusp. Hey, they were on the cusp with Dan Marino. They're no, no, no. on the cusp. They've been always on the cusp. So, but look, but at least now it's young talent. Jarvis Landry, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar. Yeah, I mean, Dan Marino's over uh, 50 Mike years old. Yeah, you have, you right. have a good core here. Uh, Charles Clay. You've got a good core on offense to build around. You still have solid players. Oliver Vernon. you got Cameron Wake. you got good guys on defense there. True. So, I'm saying that's a team that's on the cusp. Yes, and legitimately, for the first time, on the cusp. Not just... Getting to the cusp. We've definitely okay. never said they're the word cusp fo- they're getting out of football on hell. this Pyro podcast evermore. That was our record, cusping. Cusp. <laughs> hey, that's the good C word, I guess. By cusping? <laughs> Depends where you are, but we'll move on. Agreed. Um, well, let's go. Uh, anything else to say about this game? No. Let's go to our... Yeah, no, 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 no. You got yeah. to I mean, the last time these teams met, uh, met up was on a Monday night. Uh, you know, it was kind of a different game. Jess Holt held the ball, gave Gino... What was Smith. the weather? Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible, actually. The, the, the weather was fine. It had nothing to do with the weather. The was it Jets delightful? had the best game plan I've ever seen them have against any team in a long time. They just, they really, they made Miami look like idiots out there. They made Miami look like they didn't know what the hell to do. Uh, it was run, 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 run. I, I was asking I, I mean, that. I'm sure you guys watched it heard that? about it. I mean, hey, that's a joke, son. <laughs> Ivory and Johnson made them look silly. For the first three quarters. Uh, granted, uh, it, uh, Miami actually got into it and figured out how to stop that run and stop what was going on. Um, and it was a Geno Smith quarterback in that game. I don't yes, know. it was. It, it was. Okay. I thought it, it was his first game back. It uh, was. Okay, first game back. That's right. That's right. You got anything, Mom? Yeah, just that uh, they combined the two jet running backs combined for over 100 yards. Um, Johnson had 58. Ivory had uh, 62. It was a low-scoring game, too, if I remember, but the Jets were just grounding and pounding on. Chris Johnson had a 100-yard game. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's wrong. It, it, they, I think they almost both had 100 yards. Yeah. Chris Johnson, 58 yards, week 13? No, no, no. They didn't. Chris Johnson had yeah, a 100-yard game that game. Wait, uh, and Ivory had 62 on 16 carries. Yeah, Chris Johnson had 58, right? 105. 105, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess my pro football focus is wrong. <laughs> pro football needs to hone in on their focus a little bit better. Happens to the best of us. All right, let's go to our Bears. Uh, Going to be in Minnesota playing the Vikings. I What's... thought we already talked about this game. No, God, we didn't. Let's, let's talk about it quickly. Mo- not, not much to see here. Go on. Who's... Jay Cutler's back. Stay. Uh, You're ready to go. Let's just You're talk about Matt Forte doing something you know, that's just... Possibly never been done before in NFL history, catching possibly the most passes in a season. Uh, he need he needs seven to tie the record, uh, eight and you know how many receptions he have? He has ninety four on the season. One hundred and one is the NFL record for a single season. For who? For a running back? For a running back. Larry Sanders. Sanders. Was that was that all he had? Was only one hundred and one? I thought it was more than that. I thought it was more than but that, too. I thought it was like 137 or something. That's, no. No. His, that's number, his number was 37. His number was 37. Yeah. <laughs> and when Damian Tomlinson is second with the I love that, D-Rex. That's awesome. And I call, and I call him Larry Sanders. That old yeah. HBO show. Not even Sanders. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah, hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. So, you know. We'll have to go for that for a soundboard. That's it. Do you know Larry Sanders? Do you know Larry Sanders? Rip, rip, torn? No, not a chance. No chance. We're talking math for Torn. 
catches but that's impressive i mean 94 on the season is just ridiculous and then you can kind of look at guys with the most catches among running backs three of the top four the three top scoring running backs in uh you know fantasy football overall so you want those guys who are going to catch it and run with it and they're going to be the top scorers uh that you know that's just kind of how the facts are going right now if you're not involved in every one two and three of the you know, your team's plays, you're just not going to be a top-scoring running back. Yep. Yep, no, it's true. It's true. Running backs are a fickle beast in fantasy football, man. I I don't know what to think going into next year, but we need to figure out a, a great matrix and approach to really kind of uh, decipher and figure out who these best I, players I, I are. I think I haven't figured out. I know. You mentioned it to me a little bit, I think. I, I so really, well, Larry Center's 101 in uh, 1995. LaDainian Tomlinson, 100 in 2003. Larry Centers, 99 in 1996. Charlie Garner, 91. Uh, Charlie Garner had 91 in 2002. Roger Craig had 92 in 1985. Matt Forte is fourth this year already with 94 receptions. If he gets uh, seven more, he ties it. Eight more, he breaks it. Well, what, what do they have to lose? They should just feed this guy the ball. Cutler's, yeah. Cutler's too scared to throw the ball downfield anymore anyway, so he'll just check down the fat to, for the Forte in this one. So, yeah. Dude, throw the Get him the record. Get him the record. Why what else you got to go for? Yeah. Get a loss and put, get a record. Andrew had like a record it. this season. <laughs> get a loss Absolutely. and get a record. Absolutely. All right, let's not talk about the Bears. I'm trying to make the formula that will change a normal character into a devilish fiend. Uh, Larry Centers, by the way, you would think that it wouldn't be like a lot of yards per catch. The guy had 962 yards receiving out of those 101 catches. That's a lot of yards. If you think about it, Forte only has 785. No, especially back in the day that he did it. Yeah. Holy cow. That's impressive. Anyway, let's move on. Um, all right. Uh, anything else with the Bears? No. No. How about the Vikings? Vikings. Alshon Jeffrey catching touchdown passes in like the last seven games, and then we've got you know Vikings and Teddy Bridgewater, who's just kind of turned it on, uh, you know, over the last five weeks of the season, averaging like something fifteen fantasy points a game over the last five. Uh, you know, just playing pretty good football. You know, something we haven't really seen out of many rookie quarterbacks this season. He's comfortable, is what he is. He just seems to be comfortable. What do you got, Mo? Yeah, Bridgewater, um, after kind of a rocky start, he's tossed multiple touchdowns in four of his last five games, uh, passed for more than 300 yards in two of his last three, completed at least 70% of his passes in four straight games. Uh, He's, like Dog said, feeling a lot more comfortable in the offense. Asiata's coming off a good game. Uh, That's going to give him some confidence. they got Charles Johnson coming on. Uh, And they're going against... uh, uh, what's his name? Fuller for the Bears. Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Yeah, he's ranked Pro Football Focus. Now they just told me <laughs> some uh, questionable stats, but they're they're ranking Fuller as 109th cover corner out of 110 cornerbacks. Well, so even if they're off, then he's still the hundredth. 
or the 95th. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't good numbers. But the rookie looks good, according to John Gruden, when he sees him on Monday night. <laughs> good grief. Uh, he, looked good right. in the first, he looked good in the first... He looked good when he had protection around him in the first month, six weeks of the season. You get exposed when you don't have anyone else around you. Let, let's just talk I one... I don't know if it's any fantasy relevance, but yeah. uh, I saw Ben Tate was waived today. He was? He was, yeah. yeah. You see a Ben Tate. How much money did they have? Did they oh, owe so I made that a, one week experience? So you no, it was almost like a three week experience. Two, yeah, three weeks. But so I made the right decision when I looked at him today and I was doing my write ups and I just erased him <laughs> and didn't even decide. No, well, here's the thing. It's possible he gets picked up in the next few days by somebody like Indy. Yeah. Right. They were you they were the one that was supposed to get him in the first place, right? There for the playoffs, maybe. Who knows? Is he any good if he keeps on getting dumped? You know what? It's 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 People will because you can plug and play it's got a running like a back. Three point one yards per carry yeah. this year. No, not no, really. But, but but you can plug and play a running back. But then again, if you're like the uh, the Colts and you have a guy who's getting you two point nine yards per per carry, and he, is he even getting that much? Trevor just said, I don't know. Oh, he's so bad. I know. It's, uh, by the way, uh, Mo, what are you talking about? Did you say Chris Johnson? You thought had fifty three yards? Fifty eight. Fifty. Oh, uh, okay. Because yeah, fifty three was his next game, according to Pro Football Focus. Okay. And I'm, you're going off, I'm assuming, off of uh, FF Today? Real stats. Yeah, no, I mean, actually, I mean, I could pull up the actual NFL, what the team, what the actual NFL puts out. It's called NFL Jesus. Yeah, well, I was just, oh, I was wow. just curious as to which wow, one. Wow, dogmatic is right. Oh, goody! My Illudium Q36 exposes space modulator. <laughs> Let's move Football on and Jesus. not give all our secrets away, fellas. <laughs> yeah. we, need to, we, need, we need some sort of curtain in front of this tin shin operation. I can edit what that. What about uh, Charles, Charles, Charles yeah. Johnson's health? Uh, dog, yes. you know, he came away with a little bit of a uh, gimpy hammy. Is he going to be Yeah, good? from what I hear, from what I hear, it'll be okay. Um, but you should watch it throughout the week. Um, you know what uh, the, check out the updates on our site on, on whatever site. Forget about forget about this week though. You want to look to dynasty leagues? You want to talk about guys that I kind of really kind of have a, a hankering for and a kind of liking for? It's so hard on. Just say it. <laughs> Charles Johnson. Don't use Jerry words without you. And Jarius Wright, because Greg Jennings is not going to be around there forever. And Cordero Patterson has already proven that these guys have jumped over him in the depth chart already. So here are two guys that if Minnesota's looking at it and saying, look. We can build around these guys. We need to now also refill the Adrian Peterson void that's going to be. we got to wait and see what happens because they're going to trade Adrian Peterson, so they're going to get value for him. But most likely that value is going to come in the form of draft picks. So that means at least in a dynasty uh, situation, if you're in one of these leagues where you can hold 10, 12, 13 players, these are two guys, one, you know, if you have one of these guys on your team, it's not bad because if likely you pick them up, they're at a buck or $2. It's a nice value for next year. What do you got, Mo? Well, yeah, I agree. Dynasty-wise, Charles Johnson, uh, I I don't know what Cleveland was doing when they let him go, but uh, I like him going forward as well. He's been picking up confidence just like Bridgewater. So Dynasty going forward, heck yeah. My Dynasty can hold uh, 18 guys on the roster. So guys like Johnson, pick them up all day long. That's a lot lot of Dynasty. uh, Speaking of Johnson, I just talked to Jesus, and Jesus did say, Chris Johnson had 105 yards on 17 carries uh, against Miami. He was right. Yeah, Jesus is always right, I think. Jesus says, Mo, 
You were right. Jesus is always right about his Johnson. <laughs> Mo, Mo, is, Mo is worried. Are you threatening me, sir? Yes, Jesus did have a bulging disc, dick in his back. There's no question in his about back? it. back? Yeah. A bulging Johnson in his jeans. What? A what? bulging Bill's Johnson? Patriots, like, that guy did perform miracles. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's Patriots. <laughs> when I say whoa, I mean whoa. <laughs> All right, here we got your game, buddy. We're going Bills and Patriots. Last noon game. Last noon game. What do we got? Mo, give us some. You're you're hot to get to this game, Mo. What do we got? What do we got you? for us, buddy? Bills you're, Patriots. You're give it up. You're summoning that. When I say Mo, yeah. I mean Mo. Mo. Well, the Patriots, they've won 17 AFC East division titles. No other team has won as many division titles as the Pats. Um, In the history faced, of the league? Wait, the, it's yeah. not the Bills? Yeah. They, it's not the Jets? The Bills have seven, 17 AFC East titles. How, how about the fact that it's, when the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl against the Bears, I'm they sorry, were one I'm of sorry, the, the Patriots have yeah, 17 right. AFC East divisional titles. When yeah, the yeah. Patriots made it to the Super Bowl against the Bears in 85, they were one of the losingest franchises of all time. I wish I was That's a Boston true. fan after after the Bears de- de- decimated them That's in Super Bowl twenty. That is a fact. Wow. Brady loves playing the Bills. Um, yes, he does. He's won yes, twenty three out of the twenty five times he's faced them. His average versus the Bills is a uh, QB rating is one hundred and one point nine. Dude's got fifty eight TDs to nineteen interceptions. Jeez. He averages almost two hundred fifty yards per game. So. Even if Belichick's going to be, and you never know with Wild Bill, but even if he's going to be resting some of his guys, I still like uh, Tom Brady in this one. Um, I hate Sammy Watkins. Um, he's going to have Revis on him more than all likelihood. Revis was on him last time. Watkins had just 2.7 fantasy points. Um, although it might open up some stuff, but the, the Bills' secondary is pretty damn tough, to be honest, but it might open up some stuff for Woods, you know, Orton. Um, he can gun it, and uh, I like Woods in those situations, but, I don't know. Pats are real tough. Buffalo uh, just got beat beat up a little bit last week. Stephon Gilmore went down. Um, he, he got hurt. Uh, there was a uh, lineman that got hurt. Buffalo got Darius, beat up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, who was it? Marcel Darius. Went yeah, down. Darius went down. Yeah, that big run stuffer. Uh, very they, they got beat up on defense a little bit. Uh, with nothing to play for, I don't know if the Bills actually try and run those guys out there experiencing injury in the offseason bef- you know, before with one of their best players, if not their best player, uh, their linebacker, Kiko, Kiko Alonso. A lot quicker this week. Her yeah. name was Kiko. Kiko Oh, uh, yeah, a lot quicker this week. Um, <laughs> you know, getting injured last year. I don't know if they want to actually throw it all out there against the Patriots this week. The Patriots... Like we also said earlier, don't have a lot to play for. You're talking with Brady going like averaging over 20 games. What's it, 250 with uh, three touchdowns compared to one? That's an average of 20 fantasy points a game. Um, that's ridiculous. I don't know if they have that much to play for in this one. They have nothing to play for. They've so I don't know if that happens here. But they'll play them a half. But Stags had mentioned Stags were talking before the uh, the podcast that. You never know. Belichick will just go after you and just let it all go. And it's also one of those things that maybe he just lets it all go. I just don't see it happening because the way that the Patriots have been playing lately, look at the way they played against the Jets. 
Look at the way they they played a lot of these games. They've just not. We're not beating teams. They're not, ex, you know, extending their will. Games. They're they're getting lucky. They're exactly. They're pulling out victories. They're not being like the Packers when they were on their run or over there. Just yeah. fifty five points. We got you. You're gone. Or like the Patriots were at that stretch. Earlier in the season, when they hit their best stride of the year, and that was in the middle of the season, correct? That's that was a, the middle. We say five through yeah. through through eleven or ten yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. But this is the whole point. It's when you hit your stride, and every team hits it, and those teams have all hit it at their biggest point. But the Patriots right now are just trying to are kind of piecemeal. But it doesn't matter because what matters most is that they know the road is going to lead through Foxborough. The most important thing you do, you have an older quarterback. I maybe you let him go and you throw the ball all first half. I don't see them playing any of their guys in the second half. You are not going to risk it at that point. I agree. I Patriots. Mean, wow. The Patriots are one of those teams that you know have pl- rested guys, and then they're t- guys that have played guys. You know, like entire games, like playing Wes Welker in Week 17 until until he tell, tears an ACL and misses the entire playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. you know. He's kind of lived both sides of the sword, uh, and I don't know. I think the Patriots are kind of just playing it tight to the vest. You know, against the Jets, I don't think they're playing all that tough and letting their wrinkles show. You know, the Patriots are one of these real smart teams. You know, whether we like to admit it or not, they're very good at playing it tight-knit. And these guys could play zero plays. You know, uh, Giroppolo could get this start, and we would not hear a word about it until... Oh, you'll never know. Until 12-01 hits, somebody steps on the field on offense. I, I will that's tell the, you right. That's the thing with Wild Bill Belichick. You just don't know. And, you know, if memory serves, I don't really remember him holding out guys too much. Like you said, uh, Gronk getting injured in the late run. But that's why I just hate leagues that go 17 weeks, you know. You just can't do it. There's just too many unknown factors going into that last game that's just is going to drive you crazy. Here's the scenario. It's week 17. The New England Patriots have nothing to play for. They're the number one seed no matter what. They're going up against a division rival that wants to kill them. Buffalo hates fucking New England. Because they've been beating the crap out of them. For so long, and again, like I mentioned before, the Bills kicked the crap out of the Patriots during the whole Jim Kelly era. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll tell you, uh, the Patriots have been kept kicking the crap out of them. The Buffalo wants to kill them. All right, I'll tell you right now, I don't see Brady and company playing more than one series. Maybe two. That's it. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. What's the use in getting Gronk injured? Well, Gronk just made it through a whole year. Right. All these guys have a ton of injury history, and Brady's old, and you want to win. Brady's old. Edelman is about to come back off of injury. Um, who, who are you going to play that's going to who's going to be good to play at this point without getting injured? You don't want to do that. New England is not going to play anybody. They may play him for one series or two series. I would not trust it going beyond that. If they play for a half, fine. You're lucky you played them for a half. But I don't expect it any more than that. Buffalo is a good enough defense to hold New England back for one half. I wouldn't play a single player on New England in this week. If you're in your championship, if you're in uh, FanDuel, I don't care what league you're in. It does not matter. I wouldn't play a single New England player this week. 
because the best you're getting is a half, and you're getting against the best defense in the entire league. I agree with that call. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next game then. And, what do you uh, got, Mo? Well, they don't have for uh, home field advantage. If they win, they clinch home field advantage. They already have it through no throughout the AFC playoffs. They already have it. They've already. They got can it. lose and well, already have. Season, it. they've got the first round bye, but they don't have AFC home field advantage through. Yeah, they do because Denver lost. Yeah, they do. It's already sealed. I don't know what you're looking at. No, 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 no. If Denver defeated, then they would have had it. But no, Denver, no, no. Denver, Denver, did Denver, lose. Denver, Denver losing to Cincinnati last week gave New England, New England. the bye, the number one seed. They have. If you look on any of the things, they got the Z next to them. They have clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. One hundred percent. Pro football is is, uh, is really is you're doing a great testimonial for their site. They paid you like no, three. It's, it's a different one. Pro football talk, NBC Sports. Go to ESPN. Yeah, it, it's wrong. Absolutely. New England, New England has home field advantage, uh, home field playoffs throughout the entire playoffs until the Super okay. Bowl, obviously. All right, let's go on to the Raiders. Sure. Actually, the Panthers. Remember, we said that. Right here, I'm looking on. I'm looking on ESPN. They have the double, uh, uh, the double asterisk, clinched division and home field. All right, good. Valverde. Moving on to the next. I one. keep picking them, and you keep missing them. <laughs> All right, Panthers at the Falcons. Uh, let's talk about the Panthers. The Falcons. Uh, Cam made it back. Uh, it's great news. How about it? How about how he played? Yeah, had a good game. Uh, Julio back, you know, didn't score, but uh, a touchdown, but had 100 yards, uh, which is good to see. And he's obviously able to get things going. He's already said he's playing this week, so um, he, he's in your lineup. Let me, let me talk about Cam. So Cam comes back. He throws for 201 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 63 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground. Little, this guy who's just got in a car accident. Didn't they say something would happen with his vertebrae? And he's out there running and, and, and doing that. And that was against, I think it was just to show up, Johnny Manziel, just to let him know this is how you're supposed to be as a quarterback. And he played a true quarterback type game and he scored well fantasy wise. You have the Falcons who are allowing an average of 323 passing yards per game over their last five. It's like 1,616 yards passing over their last five games. Uh, but they've only given up five touchdowns, and the Falcons have seven interceptions. This is actually a very interesting game because both of these are the two teams that were pretty much written off uh, in this division three different times during the year. But they're both defenses that were horrible, right? I mean, every defense in this division is horrible. But these two were especially horrible, and they've really turned their game up over yep. the last six games of, of, the, of the year here. So it really becomes an interesting thing. I think, um, you know, Cam's feeling comfortable enough to run with the ball, so he should be active in all aspects of this game. And, and so if, I think if you're still playing, I actually think Cam's a good start this week. He's going to be the cover graphic for uh, quarterbacks at, for our player rankings piece. So, uh, oh, good. You know, okay. whatever, that usually means we like, we like the guy a lot. Is it gonna be him and his car flipped over, or just like current Cam Newton? No, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be him uh, with with Nate. It's gonna <laughs> be Nate's just getting warmed up. All righty, all righty. But uh, yeah, I, I like Cam Newton this week too, and you know, there's nothing not to like about a Kelvin Benjamin this week. Uh, you know, the corners for Atlanta aren't very good. They give up a ton of yardage. 
they might be good at you know stopping you know uh, touchdown passes and getting interceptions, but hey, you know those don't count against the wide receiver. <laughs> so you know you gotta like Kelvin Benjamin and you know uh, Greg Olson. You know gotta like a Greg Olson a little bit too. Pro Bowler. Yeah, you know, why not? He was. Second or third scoring tight end Sick. in fantasy football. Houdini, uh, as Houdini gushes. I, hey, that was what? a good one. I, I knew what I was talking about. They had nobody else. I, what I was surprised And you about, thought Calvin was going to be... You didn't think he'd be I didn't good. think Calvin Benjamin was going to be That even helped him more. Right. Because, again, he didn't have like any of that breakaway top-end aspect, but he just is a baller. So I give him credit for that. You got anything, Mo? Just that I'm giving you a, a Houdini because I'm drinking for the uh, mistake. I just saw the... New England clinches. I just read it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm, nice. I'm drinking. There you go. Faraday. The Founders Centennial guy. Yeah, good. Oh, nice. Quiet. the beer. Thank you. Good work. Good work there, Mo. We like that. We like that. Yep, yep. I mean, Greg Olson's coming on, come, coming off a downer, though, where he just caught one pass for 21 yards. Bad game. Uh, you know, his worst game in at least, you know, since week eight against Seattle. I'm It's worst game since... Uh, he was playing for the Bears in Marts. <laughs> <laughs> that never actually happened. They traded him before he played for Marts. He did. No, that, he did. He did. They never played once for no. That's why they traded him. I thought he played once it, and then it, traded it, him. It, oh. Exactly. You didn't fit in Marts' system. Yeah. Oh, that was right. a big problem. And oh. Marts hasn't had a job since, so we're seeing that Marts' system doesn't fit today's NFL. But, yeah, but the Falcons are... Gold Olsen should be out of the NFL then, huh? I agree. Yeah. But the Falcons are unusually tough against the... Uh, uh, tight end though I can't find any yeah. actual reason to explain it but they're allowing just 5.5 uh, fantasy points on the season I, you know but I'm not going to sit at Greg Olson just because of those those numbers they have Jimmy Graham and they don't play Denver well here's the other thing to it when it comes down to a game that means everything right when you are in the third and fourth quarter if the game is tight and you're the quarterback and you're going to look to a receiver you're going to look to the guys that you trust the most, that you have the most chemistry with. And Greg Olson is one of those guys. So I don't care what it says in this in this type of a thing. If you're playing anything in this week, here's a guy that 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 also they, remember this is a team in Carolina that was in the uh, NFC Championship game last year. They still have they know what it's like to, to be in those type of games. So I'll trust Greg Olson. All right. Do you think Jay Cutler trusted Greg Olson before he banged his wife? <laughs> well, barbecue my ham hocks. He's got me hungry, dude. You sure did. He's got me hungry. Come on. We still got another three hours to record on this podcast. And Whoa. just so you guys know, it's 11-11. It's 11-11. Make a wish. Santa, please bring me what I asked for this year. All right, let's move on to a different game, and we're going to go to the Raiders at the Broncos. Um, Olivia is still not coming. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Ever. Well, she is, but not from you. Oh! oh! I see what you did there. Oh! <laughs> if she gave me a chance, I'm telling you, I wouldn't stop until it happened. <laughs> She she would be just. I like, like the Robotica forty five hundred. Yeah. I could go all day and all night. My tongue would be really really <laughs> sore. I like Broncos to need to win this game to get the first round by, and that's what they want. They lost this last game. They want to reestablish uh, a slight bit of dominance, a slight bit of confidence at least going back into the playoffs. Uh, so th- they're going to try their asses off. I'd start everybody to be quite honest on Denver uh, for this week. 
Oakland. Um, but, I, but I want to say one thing. Kind of like you were talking earlier with, with Breeze, and you mentioned uh, Manning in that. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't. Looks, it, it is a totally, totally different deal. We watched that game um, last night, and the whole time, it's kind of... It's like a lot of players before. You're just like, you're just like it's Manning. He's going to get it going. It's going to happen. But you're just sitting there, and you keep saying it. And then at a point, you're like, you know what? It's I'm not saying happening. this a lot over the course of the last handful of weeks. And it just isn't ever really starting to happen. And I think you're right. It's getting older. The arm strength is obviously a big part. Um, but I don't know. I mean, that team right now, if I was to say anything, C.J. Anderson, uh, it seems like it's kind of his his... His, his show the most. Listen, they've definitely been changing up what they're doing. But, 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 lately. but think about why. They know what they've lost, why they've lost. Peyton has been the ultimate guy that has always had the offense with no running game. And the one time that they did have the good running game, he won a Super Bowl. So I think where you're going with this, dog, is that that's where Denver looks at it. They looked at, wow, we struggled so much, and this is the same problem that's plagued great teams too. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, why they went out and got Eddie Lacy, because you need to be able to have that running game in these playoff games. If you get a 10, 9, whatever, two-possession lead, and there's nine minutes left in the game, all you have to do is have a drive that takes up seven minutes of the game, and the game is over. And they've never had that. And and these teams get hurt in these situations otherwise. Listen, Denver knows that Peyton Manning can beat six-man uh, backfield, uh, six-man secondaries, five-man secondaries. No problem. No problem whatsoever. But when you throw seven back there and only rush four because you're not scared of the run, yeah, that's the problem. Run. So they have to establish some sort of dominance with the run, which is why they've been doing that with C.J. Anderson for the last four or five weeks, trying to make sure that teams understand we're going to run the shit out of the ball. We're going to run it on you, and we have a player who can run the hell out of it on you. That's what they were trying to do with Hillman, and Hillman did well with it, and it was working well. And they're trying to do it with C.J. Anderson, and, and it's and they okay. Done, and they've done it with Jawan Thompson, they did with Jawan Thompson when C.J. Anderson went out. The fact is, that's what they want to they do. They saw that Seattle dominated because, listen, Russell Wilson is an awesome quarterback, but you got to pay attention to Marshawn Lynch, and if Marshawn Lynch is going to run all over you, you better stay at the box. And but then this. Wilson could beat you. But think but about that's this. what Denver wants to do. Look what they Denver did against Cincinnati this week, look what, look what Denver did in the game at the outset of the game against Cincinnati. They intercepted Dalton, returned it for a touchdown. So. That's the type of game where they're looking at and they're saying, look, this is why they're also doing it. They know that they invested in Akeem Tlaib. They know they invested in DeMarcus Ware. They invested all these guys in the defense to make the defense better. But the defense is only going to be better if you can keep them off the field. And that's the one thing that they never invested in in this offense. They thought Monty Ball was going to be the guy. Definitely wasn't. They thought it could be Ronnie Hillman. Not it ends up being the third outcast in T.J. Anderson. Yeah. Another ref uh, thing to mention. I thought that Tlaib, I thought I didn't think he caught that. I thought that ball rolled under when he got that one-handed catch before the pick six. Sorry. I don't know. I... I'm not the one to complain, Mr. Weffley, but I thought you said no what stuff. I'm complaining, referee. I'm happy for him, but... 
I thought, I thought he did have it, personally. Well, it was real close. You're right, though. You're right. We've also got to remember, since you know C.J. Anderson really took over as the starter in Week 12, you know, the Broncos are 4-1. and one. They've only lost this one primetime game on Monday night. Besides that, Peyton Manning might not have had the numbers, but Broncos are still 4-1. and Winning. One. Winning. And that's, and that's what they what want to establish. That's, that's I agree. A, I agree with what you guys say. Agree. Uh, Peyton Manning, 28 pick sixes in his career. I think he, I think that's the most of any of these guys. A lot more. It's more than Brett Favre, right? More than his brother, Eli. 28 pick six. Is that more? I, I cannot check that. I wouldn't even I, be- I believe that Just that's sure the most games. ever. Yeah, sure, sure games played. I mean, obviously I'm not taking anything away from his legacy, but pick six, I mean, that's a lot of them. I mean, who, who was throwing them all last year? That was just Eli. Eli. No, <laughs> was the, I mean, that yeah, was one Eli. season. It was really close. Yeah, <laughs> he had five or six or seven, or, or no, Matt no. Schaub was the king. Schaub. There you go. He was the Schaub. real king. It wasn't Eli. It was and he Schaub. didn't Schaub in his first game this year for the Raiders. Yes, wasn't his first pass six. of pick six. <laughs> yeah. Guy's like, guy's like, Jesus Christ! He must Nobody's have got, he must have got free. laid by the hottest broad ever. Of him? Never seen him? No, he played a snap this week. I chose the wrong time no, to take a bathroom yes, because I'm did. sitting in there going, "It's Derek Matt Schaub! It's yeah. Matt Schaub!" For crying out loud! Thanks if for telling our audience. For another five years, he'd have forty <laughs> interceptions to turn for touchdowns against him. Matt Schaub sucks. Yeah, but anyway, CJ Anderson has just been a revelation. I mean. Just doing crazy, crazy things, you know, since week 12. You know, his numbers are just impeccable, whether he's scoring touchdowns or gaining 120-plus yards or gaining 80 yards in the rush game, getting a touchdown, and doing it a little bit in the passing game as well. Go for it, Mom. For total fantasy points, he's 15th on the season. The guy didn't have his first double-digit carry day until week 10. That's outstanding. I don't think he's a revelation at all. I'll tell you right now. Uh, he's a product of the system. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that you put any sort of somewhat of a power back with somewhat of speed in that sort of offense, he does everything that C.J. Anderson does and more. You look Hellman. at what Ronnie Hellman was doing in that offense with no power so at all. So do you think there's a potential that they go after Marshawn Lynch in the offseason? Yes, I do. I think there's a potential they go after any dominant running back, if not drafting a dominant running back in, in, the, in that offense. I know that they wanted it to be Monty Ball. Monty Ball obviously wasn't it. And, and you could tell, plain and simply, by watching him, that he's not it. But I think that you can have the threat of Peyton Manning, the threat of those receivers, and Julius Thomas, and anything on the outside, and those five-man spreads, and the four-man spreads, and the quick offense and everything... Any running back should be able to do anything in that offense. C.J. Anderson is mediocre. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody knows it. Can I, can I give you, you a You put C.J. Anderson on the Bears, he doesn't gain half the yards that Matt Forte does and doesn't catch more than three-quarters of the passes that he does. Now, Not even close. On the other side of that, I will say that Emmanuel Sanders never got enough respect for what he is as a player. Who was the biggest Emmanuel? Well, listen, I, I was on him when he was on that year when he got, when they when the Patriots wanted him two years ago, and he came back. Because I, I, he was like a long term guy. And I'm like, I really like what this guy is doing, but when you see him in this offense now, especially, and, and it's surprising because you would think in Pittsburgh's offense he should be just as prolific. A lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah, he got he was a little, little things. Little they just, things he, just, he, just he just didn't click yeah. there, and it's like everything just. 
for him, wow, his game has gone to an amazing next level. And people want to put so much on injuries. So much on whether a player's good or not because of injuries or not. The fact that matters, injuries, when you are playing the NFL, they hurt like a motherfucker. And if you get hit by one person when you have an injury, one of those 250-pound monsters that want to kill you, it, I'm sorry, it hampers your game. You better be healthy playing this game in the NFL. And that's what Emmanuel Sanders is now. And that's why he's come to the forefront. That's why he's a top 10 fantasy wide receiver and actual wide receiver right now in the NFL. Huh. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the Raiders. Anything to say there quickly? If nothing, well, check out our... Murray. Yeah. I mean, he's... Derek Carr, too. He's really showing up. Uh, there was a crazy stat on uh, somewhere today I was looking through. Uh, when Derek Carr was not blitzed last week against Buffalo, he was 15 of 22 for 210 yards and uh, a touchdown, no interceptions. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he had time, he looked great. He was distributing the ball. Uh, Kenbrell Tompkins? Yeah. Who? <laughs> you know, Kenbrell Tompkins. That's a bunch of who. I mean, well, no, the guy played the, oh, no, the guy he, was, he, was, he was somebody. He was a guy who dropped yeah, more he, passes. He was like a product. He was like never was. He was a, let me finish. <laughs> he was a guy who dropped more passes from Tom Brady last year than any other receiver. Actually, he and uh, Dobson uh, dropped the exact same. It was the same amount. Okay. <laughs> they both then he tied. tied. He tied yeah. and then lost a lot of hats and dropped my top. <laughs> he was, he's not a has-been. He's a never-was, all right? But anyways. Never was drafted either. Movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys got nothing? Oh, thanks. No, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> pretty we, much it, actually. Derek Carr has hey, been great lately. Get out of there. You're cluttering up the scenery. All right, get out of here. You're coming up the Derek, Derek Carr has actually looked really good for a rookie quarterback. He's going to be good. Absolutely. Two years from now. You're not going to want to draft him next year because there's going to be a regime change going on there. If you're lucky, it'll be Jim Harbaugh. But the thing about Derek Carr is he is what we were talking about. He's not a runner. He's got an arm. He's a prototypical pocket passer. He's tall in the pocket. He's smart. And he's going to grow. And he just needs to get... You know the Raiders are not a team that has ever been one to build any anyone to 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 really cultivate and culture a player. He's had a lot of shit happen to him in his life. He's got a lot of drive, a lot of moxie. moxie. He does. He has what a you lot got, of Stance? drive. I mean, if the Raiders had an offensive line that was like mediocre, Derek Carr would be a very good NFL quarterback next year. But they don't. No. They're they're going to have to build this offensive line. For pretty much the ground up, because they somehow let their last tackle, who's turning 26, Jared Veld here, yeah. or however you pronounce his name, leave. Which in, one there, of the sh- yeah. in one of the strangest personnel moves of the <laughs> offseason. Uh, but yeah, if, if these guys had an offensive line, I think he could be a very good quarterback next year. But don't you think, though, if you look at him, and I look at him dynasty-wise, and if you're in a dynasty league, or I'm in multiple ones, and then Mo, I'll let you jump in on this afterward, but... I'm in multiple ones where it's like if you're in one that's not where you have to constrict the guy. He's not like only once you activate him, you only get him for three years. Then you have to either franchise him or either there are some where it's like they just get you get him in a buck, and then his salary will just go up a certain amount each year based on whatever his salary was the year before. In those situations, you can keep as many guys as you want. He's amazing because you got to get him now, stash him, hold him, even if he's your third quarterback, it doesn't matter. Hold him because he's one of these guys that. This Oakland thing with now that Al Davis is gone and it's the younger Davis, it's kind of like I see it as like the Rocky Wirt syndrome 
that we saw here in oh, Chicago I, once Bill Wirtz left. That's a the, little the father, too far, but I'm I with know. you on that. But but here's a guy who's willing to understand that they don't know everything. And Al thought he knew everything. Mm-hmm. His son knows that he doesn't know anything. And so he's putting the right people in place. <laughs> it's true. Hey, the that wise man knows know. that he knows nothing. And that's what the Bears haven't figured out, and what we're hoping that they will figure out after this year, that you need to put a football czar, and not Ted Phillips, in charge of football operations, someone that knows what they're doing. But they have that, and they have talented young players. No stars, but talented young players, which is why it's two to three years away. But it's there because if you get the new person in, if you draft correctly, if you bring the right people around, you sign the right free agents, not after just the old guys that to go after your Charles Woodsons and stuff, who end up being one of your better players. That's a sad statement in itself. Yeah. You correct all these things. Derek Carr is one of these guys. He's so young. Three, four years down the road, you activate him in three years, and then in four, five, and six, he's a great. Mo. Yeah, I like Derek Carr. I picked him up in my fantasy league. I got him in uh, Bridgewater now, uh, or my dynasty league. We, we've got 18 men on the bench, um, which you can afford to carry a lot of rookies, and it's probably deeper than a lot of leagues. But, you know, playing for this organization and getting thrown into the fire from week one, they threw this kid out there. If you look at his season, he's gotten better. He's progressed. He hasn't thrown an uh, interception in the last three games. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's got confidence. Um, I like him going forward. Now, like I say, or like you mentioned, Houdini, it might be you know, two years until they get some stuff straightened out. But this is a team that's coming up. Khalil Mack might just, well, health-wise, look to be one of the better defensive picks this year. They, they've got some potential. These, this is a team on the rise, and I think Carr is one of the better QBs of the season for rookie dynasty. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Stags? And let's move on. I mean, just Derek Carr's you know season number. He's got twenty touchdowns to eleven interceptions. That's pretty amazing uh, for the Raiders. Insanely amazing for rookie QBs, especially for the Raiders. A two to one yeah. interception ratio. In the NFL, look at Bortles, eleven to seventeen. Other way, in the I think I'm not looking at anything. In, in the you know <laughs> I think. Uh, coaching circle, that two to one touchdown to interception ratio is pretty much considered the gold standard for being a decent to above average quarterback, and he's doing it in his rookie year, which I find you know particularly exemplary. So I just want to get my little. Hat tip. I'll give it, how about this, though, too? They're going to have a high draft pick. They could get, what, what Copper? Or, uh, Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Cooper. Uh, Cooper. They, they, there's, there's so many other guys that they can add to him on offense. They hit last year on Khalil Mack on the defensive side. So that way, since you hit so good on Khalil Mack, you can say, I want to get the difference maker wide receiver because we're going to have that high pick again. Get him and then spend your next three picks on defensive players. Cause you well, got it sounds like we need offensive linemen. Well, right, or offense, whatever. You build your lines and other stuff after that. But you can you can get build defense and offensive line. I don't think they need the skill. Uh, Latavius Murray, great up and coming yes. uh, running back. Don't you believe, need to help. You believe, don't need up, up you believe it up and down. They have like and... seventeen wide receivers. I know they do. I know they All right, do. They don't need to get any more wide receivers. But, but they, you get Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. You know what he's going to become? They, Nothing. <laughs> no. Nothing. Just keep the wide receiver. Yeah, fuck a fuck receiver. Yeah, but don't do what you did before and draft a guy like my guy Sheriff. And you're gonna go and ruin like they, 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 like they ruined Robert Gallery before. 
Let's move on to the next game, guys. We're going to go to the Robert Card- Gallery being ruined was inevitable. He wasn't really ruined. He actually had a productive career when they moved him inside to guard. All right, let's True. move on. Let's move on. We'll go Cardinals. Ten years in the league. Giant, I mean, what on. a monster that guy he was. Cardinals <laughs> at the 49ers. Levi Stadium. Wow, this is a lot of offense in this game. Yeah, great times. <sighs> oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see... The Logan Thomas. I just fell asleep. Colin, like, cla- Co- Colin, Colin I got game. the clapper, Nick. You know what? I, I was doing a lot of studying up for this game. And, you know, I, I really banging the research hard. Oh, drat these computers. They're so naughty and so complex. I could pinch them. That's, yep. how, that's how I felt after looking at the stats for this game. Pinch me. Is this real? Because yeah. this is shit. Yeah. This is, you know, this game means something in the NFL. But as far as fantasy, this has just got crabby, crab, crap, capper, crap, crap, craptastic all written all over. Don't throw on wide receivers. Anything. I kind of like that. I got the clapper neck. That's, that's actually pretty good. You like that one? Yeah, you like that one? That's that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a decent yeah. team name. Yeah. We've all, we've all had it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a decent... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Nick. Oh, no, wait. Um, I'll tell you right now that uh, San Fran's going to win this game. Arizona does not have a QB that can do anything yeah. at this point. Uh, Logan Thomas, they're about to throw oh, in there. That was that was just a, 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 an atrocious display last week. Yeah, uh, Ryan Lindley. They most... know they know they don't have a chance. They need a quarterback. Most pass said, attempts ever without a touchdown. What do you got, Mo? That's a tough record to, to, to have. Well, <clears throat> I, I agree. Certainly, Clapper Nick is not a play at all Most in redraft attempts. leagues. As I wrote in my uh, write-up last week, he's kind of auditioning for his job, for his future coach, because it ain't going to be uh, Harbaugh. And chances are that new regime is probably going to want to move someone else in. So if he's going to get something done, he needs to go off script. He needs to pull it down and run. And he did that a little bit last week. I'm not saying he's going to get 90 yards, but, you know, watching him, he looked good in that run. He, He looked good doing it. And I think if he did it more, and I think he's going to do it more because his job depends on it, he's not a bad fan duel pick. Um, certainly not a redraft thing at all. But FanDuel is 21 quarterbacks ranked higher than he is or, or cost more than he does. He's playing um, Arizona, who has given up in the last five weeks uh, third most fantasy points to opposing uh, quarterbacks. And I believe they're giving up the, fir- the most amount of rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Last time he faced them, he ran 13 times. Not a bad fan to play. If I like to ask you who has more fantasy points. Colin, I got the Krapernick, the Klapernick, or Matthew Stafford. Oh, don't tell me that, that Krapernick has more points than Stafford. Because it's all happened over the last, like, four weeks, and it's from the stupid rushing yards. Yeah, more points than Stafford the, the, the has clap sh- has more. Because Stafford has, has shit more the fancy points in the staff. What number? Fifteen. Staff infection. It's fifteen and sixteen. It's fifteen you like, and you sixteen. Like, you like my? You read my bitch slap. Staff infection. I like it. You didn't want to clap for the staff infection, baby. Val Val Verde. I mean, the one thing Arizona Arizona has been real susceptible to this season has it been is running quarterbacks. 
Uh, you know, they've given up yards to Kaepernick. They've given up a lot of yards to Russell Wilson last week, 88. Before the or game earlier against Russell Wilson, they've given up uh, over 70. 70. Uh, or it was exactly 70. So, against running quarterbacks this season, they've given up like an average of 69 yards a game. Uh, 69.1345. What was that, Mo? 202 in the last five weeks, most uh, by any team. Yeah. 69, dude. So you could definitely have... Do you know what that's from? Can I... Can we just finish talking about... Do you know what 69 dude's from? No, no I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to Bogus. <laughs> Go. Uh, so Excellent. They could definitely be had uh, by running quarterbacks. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. There Yay! you go. Give the man a give the man a prize. He's all right. You ended it. Now, now what you got to say? You know, running quarterbacks can definitely take Arizona down. Uh, you're definitely any wide receiver you want to play is a dart throw. Uh, picking up an exact guy who's going to be the dominant guy uh, is like shooting fish in a barrel from either of these two teams. You know, Michael Floyd, John Brown, uh, Paul Richardson, uh, <laughs> Doug Baldwin. Uh, who knows? They may play the uh, the other rookie over there in, in, in Seattle this week because it looks like Jermaine Curse is going to be out. Paul Richardson, uh, for no, sure. No, no, Richardson I already mentioned. Lockett? No, he's no. Not. Lockett ain't a rookie, but they'll probably play. Guys, we're talking Forty Niners Cardinals. Yeah, yeah right. We're, we're talking Forty Niners yeah. Cardinals, aren't we? You know what? I got I got something to say for that. I got something to say for that. You guys are so on on and then listen, I, I learned a new thing. You are so on fleck. It's Valverde Fleek. Oh, that's oh, fleek. fleek. I'm a teetotaler. I say I'm a teetotaler. Yeah, I've never touched stuff, boy. What's fleek? On point. Leak? Fleek means I'm fleek means I'm I I'm fleck. Leak. I went I went I Never went uh, I went uh, uh, the old movie with Reese Witherspoon. Younger than me. Hey, uh, election and I went I went uh, her name was Fleck. <laughs> is, that, is that like Urban Dictionary or something? Yeah, look it up. All right, all right. <laughs> look it up. I'll throw it the other way then. Then Patton. Yeah, it looks like Crabtree's uh, obviously can't uh, make it through a game anymore. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Patton will get in there even though he had that that fumble. That was obviously a big deal last week, and that was a that was a major miscue. But I mean, you're right. It, it, when it comes to receivers in this game, who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? To be quite honest, it's going to be Frank Gore. It's going to be maybe some running out of uh, Kerwin Williams, or maybe Stephon Taylor, uh, Stephon Taylor, or whatever. There's not going to be a lot of offense in this game. You're playing both defenses if you're talking fantasy. Did Crabtree ever get his contract? Did he get a big contract? No. He didn't. No, he's, oh, he's still he's still, he's still waiting for the contract, isn't he? So he's not gonna get it. It's a, it's a contract year this year for him. Yeah, he's not. He's gonna not get, getting any. He's not gonna get but, a big deal. You wonder what I can tell Michael Crabtree? Maybe that'll learn you to keep your big mouth shut. But, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Go ahead. Uh, there's a couple things that are semi-significant going on in this game. I guess Frank Core uh, could get his fourth straight thousand-yard season, uh, but. You know, against the uh, Cardinals, he gained just 10 yards ten on yards. six carries. So he needs to get uh, something like 41 yards away from his fourth straight 1,000-yard season. 
He'll get it. Fourth oh. straight? Is only fourth straight? Yeah. Well, but he he's got like six out of the last seven out of injury season. Six out of the last seven. last right, exactly. Eight of his... He has been... I want to say this. Of the modern-day running backs, like as far as like career that I have like enjoyed watching a guy run in his career, especially a guy that after all the surgeries that he had uh, in Miami <laughs> in college, that I never thought I would see him have a career like this. Absolutely. All, I give, I all give, those Miami I'll give him a standing, backs. I'm taking my hat off, and I'm giving I'm, I'm standing, I'm clapping for Frank Gore. And I, and I, I drafted you in, my, in one of my leagues back when you were a rookie, and, and you, made, you brought me to a championship twice. So thank you, Frank Gore. I mean, nice. all those Miami running backs, Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, all the injuries but, but they But Frank Gore is shines brightest of them all. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Lions are going to be at Green Bay. Obviously, big implications here. Um, Thank God it's not the Bears in Green Bay that I have to deal with again on Week 17 and the Bears wow. lose here. At, at least it's the Lions who get to lose the division this year to Green Bay on the last week of the season right. and not the Bears. I'm, I'm going to get in deep to this game real quick. Both of these team play these teams play great defense against each other. Uh, Rodgers and Stafford, neither of them have awesome games against one another. Whether it's in Green Bay or in Detroit, it really doesn't matter. Uh, Calvin Johnson never has an awesome game against uh, against Green Bay. Jordy Nelson never has uh, a great game against Green Bay. Neither one of them have great games against each other. This is usually a hard fought um, mind game. When it comes down to the coaches actually trying to figure Hold out on which second. one's going to talk about division games. What's going to happen? You, you mentioned this too. We talk about division games. Look at and here's a perfect example. Look at the Bears and Detroit and what happened. Look at Minnesota and Green Bay and what happened when those two teams faced yeah. last. Now I'll let you go on, but I just want to I want to bring those those two points up. These are the two horrible teams against each of these two teams. In this division, that held them, held them, yeah, held them to horrible fantasy points that you, if you own them, know about. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's no. Hey, I don't need to say more. To be quite honest, that that's basically what it is. These teams know each other so freaking well. There's just there's no other way around it that these defensive coordinators, the head coaches, the 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 systems, they all know each other so well that it's gonna be tough. To say that any one of these guys is going to break out and do amazing, I'll tell you right now: Aaron Rodgers and 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 Matthew Stafford, they're not going to be in my top three this week. I'll tell you that right now. And, and even though the game matters to both of them, it's not going. The fact that it matters to both of them almost plays more of a difference than it not mattering to one of the teams but or the other. There are receivers that can make impacts while quarterbacks don't. I true. I look at this game as this is the game for Detroit, where and I'm going to let Mo talk after me because he's from Michigan. He knows the the that's pulse. his squad. He knows the pulse of there. But I'm going to I want to speculate first, and I want to hear if I'm right on his call. Uh, I want I believe that you've had Calvin Johnson for this long. This is your first sniff at real pussy and getting the, the division title. <laughs> so. You As are opposed going, to the fake pussy you were sniffing. The, the, no, no, the pocket <laughs> pussy that they had before that Jim Schwartz was getting. Yeah, I've sniffed some fake pussy. It's, it's he put perfume on it, but it was still a piece of plastic. So uh, the fact is that I yeah. think that they're looking at this thing in, in, in Munn style, and they want to go after it. Hey, 
That's my girl. You're I'm sorry. <laughs> so I think Megatron is your guy. That if you're Matthew Stafford, if you're Hugh Jackson, you're saying, you know what? Because here's what I, I want them to just go attack, pass. Because if they go at it in the first, they get the first, they get the ball to open the, the, the game, for example, at the 20 yard line, and they go hand off George Bell one yard, hand off George Bell three yards, three and out, it's over. Go take a shot. Put Calvin out there in a position. This is what this guy has been drafted to do, has been longing to do, has been wanting to do. Give him that opportunity. Mo, am I right? God, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Now, doing a little research here, history, I think, is against the lines. I don't want to look at history, though. <laughs> it, well, all right, just bear with me. Uh, I haven't won at Lambeau since Eric Kramer oh. <laughs> led him to a victory in 1991, my oh. freshman year of high school. 91? Uh, since I was 91 was the last school. time the Lions won at Lambeau oh. Field. Stop dating yourself. Since uh, the 2000 era, Lions have only been to the playoffs once, 2011. Uh, Stafford, last time he played. Now, the Lions beat him when they were in Motown last time, but that was kind of despite Week three. Stafford's play. Yeah. Uh, I was Stafford in New York, I remember. did not amazed. have good game, um, and he hasn't done all that well against the Packers. Uh, below no. 60% in his eight career games, uh, just a 73.6%. QBR uh, versus them. Um, when they played last time, I don't believe Stafford even tossed a touchdown. Nope. Um, I, I hope things change this time. Yeah, last time they played, he didn't toss a touchdown through two interceptions. Quarterback rating is 61.6, third lowest of the season. So I hope it turns around, but it's going to be a tough order in Lambeau Field. Tough order. That is, that'll, be, um, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, I think, I think that's the game that... Why didn't they flex the in that games, but, but all the afternoon games, and all these games have implications, but this is the one where there yeah. are the only game of the afternoon games. Well, no, no, because they, now they move the Panthers back. Yeah. But only the Panthers and this are the only two that have implications where both sides have a chance to make the playoffs. No, they're both... No, no, no. Both, both, Detroit, play, right? both Detroit and Green Bay are in the playoffs, they're, no matter what. Well, no, okay, but... You're playing for a potential... Six seed fight. versus three seed. Yeah. Which is no, an, no, no, an, no, an no, NFC North title. No, no, wait, wait. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought Detroit, in, no Detroit gets a... If Detroit wins, though, I thought they we get the buy. <laughs> same thing. Do I need to go back? No, we're gonna, we don't care. No right. one that's listening right. even cares. No, they both. Both, both of them. One of them wins, they get the buy. Pretty much. Actually, did Let's not talk about yeah, it. T-Rex is right. Not I'm not going there. It's hard to do. There's so many scenarios. How do we not? Yeah, it's, it's no, They're both in the playoffs no matter what. Green Bay and going, Detroit. Going back, though, um, last time Reggie Bush had a really good game against them, but again, that was in Motown. Bush, he's only scored, as a Lion, he's only scored three touchdowns outside of Ford Field. And Jesus. last week, uh, did you guys know that last week uh, Bell was benched for the first quarter due yes. to team violation of rules? Um, and on, on grass, I think it's going to be Bell. They don't rush Bush on grass, save for last week, and that was only because of uh, Drake Bell being benched for the first quarter. That's crazy because my, my career has been totally different. When I'm on grass, I get tons of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What do you, what do you got? 
Uh, I was just saying, I was just trying to figure out these playoff scenarios. Don't. I thought was I've got a splitting headache. Yes. I don't care where I am. I've been loving Bush my whole life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you guys can debate it whatever you want. I didn't say Dude, I didn't love it or not. I said when I got the most of it, and that's when I'm on the weed. The weed or on the grass. It'll be a pleasure, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game then. If there's anything uh, that you want to ask us about that one, come hit it. Second opinions. Let's do this. All right, next game is going to be the Rams at the Seahawks. Last afternoon game. The Hamhawks? Oh, means sorry. a little something. Not a lot, but Seattle wants to win it. Um, they have the chance at home field throughout the entire playoffs. How amazing is this? That they have a chance for a home field. The way that this... The, the way, way that they, they seemed like they played. Six it weeks ago, like, they, they, it almost felt like they weren't going to be in the playoffs. And after they, they got, after they traded Percy Harvin, it looked like they got really horrible for two or three weeks. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Um, Undynamic on offense, at least. Do, do I need to say the name? Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Right. Period. right. That, that's the name. Um, Give the boys do. Honestly, and it's it's strange to say, might be the best quarterback in the entire league. Not a chance. No, I don't agree I'm not with that at all. Him in the top I don't seven. agree really? with that at all. No, not put him in the top seven. You can put him in the top three where he's scoring right now. Well, that's fine, but it's not it's not about what on the season. Really? Yes. If you win two Super Bowls in a row, you're going to tell me it's the defense that got him there. Are we talking fantasy? Really? Are we talking fantasy? Or you're going to tell me it's Marshawn Lynch? If he wins two Super Bowls in a row, I'll say it's defense, it's defense, 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 defense. It's just a good team, but I, I, I'm not. I don't. That I, kid is freaking amazing. You want to know what? This, look, look. Here's what this team has been a benefit of. You got to realize this. They have been a benefit of how you win in the NFL and how you can win two out of uh, two Super Bowls in a row potentially these days. It's by winning on four drafts in a row. If you draft great. Four years in a row, that means that for four years, which is a rookie fucking contract, you're not paying anybody. So Russell Wilson's making nothing. Richard Sherman just got paid again. They had to get rid of Browner. They had to, they, you, you make do and then you hit by signing Cliff Averill. You hit by signing Michael Bennett. You gotta have a smart GM, and if you do, you got a chance. But you have to be smart in drafting, free agency, and the whole nine yards. But the problem is. Your window is that four years, because once all these things come up, and now Russell Wilson becomes a fifteen percent piece of your salary cap pie. Now you don't have the flexibility yet. When he weighs, when he weighs two percent of your, he's two percent of your salary. Tom Brady's cap. had the chance for twelve years. Those guys, it's not a four-year window. Those guys are twelve-year windows. I'm telling you right now that Russell Wilson is a fourteen to fifteen-year. But, but I hear what he's saying. But no that matter what's going on, no. But but there's that Super Bowl window where you, 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 and you, Tom and, Brady was a six-round draft pick, and they got the value out of him for nothing on his contract. Same in the thing first with Russell Wilson too. Same thing with Russell. Well, Wilson. I'm just saying that that. What do you got, Bob? You can build around so, you with that. Let's go back to fantasy. If you look at it both points per game and on the season Russell Wilson's number five ahead of him uh Luck Rogers Manning Breeze if you think about where you had to draft any of those top Stags thinks he's number three he is number three he's number three probably one of the best fantasy quarterbacks this year yeah he, he was drafted as the average 14th or 13th or 14th quarterback he's currently scoring as the third uh, yeah, 
in standard scoring, no matter yeah, how yeah. you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this guy's just been great on the ground. Uh, you know, already setting career highs in completions, attempts, uh, rushing yards, rushing attempts, uh, rushing touchdowns, fantasy points. Uh, you know, just everything. Marshawn Lynch has digressed a tiny bit. Um, the receivers have not gotten all that much better. It's not like the tight end situation has ever been figured out. So what's the reason why the offense is still winning games? Russell Wilson. I get it. I get it. I think we already moved on from this. Remember we, we talked agree. about the two to one touchdown interception ratio. He's at. Three, Let's talk about Tavon Austin, three, please. Three Let's talk about Tavon Austin, than, please. Yeah, it's three point three three. Three point three three to one. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Twenty That's to good. six. I mean, beaten only by you know an Aaron Rodgers this season. Just crazy good things this guy's doing, and he's just provided such a great value. Uh, uh, for being a late round quarterback pick, you know, with nothing on the outside, nothing at tight end, and a good running back, averaging more than a point more fantasy wise than Peyton Manning this year. All of a I sudden, I believe it. Well, That's well, what else? But what not, you until, got, not until the last four weeks per game, but not until the last four weeks where Peyton went to shit. What do you got, Mo? St- sticking with hey, Seattle, but he did go to shit. If you're looking for a fan duel play. Now I got to preface this. Baldwin is my kryptonite, but Doug Baldwin's coming off his second 100-yard game of the season. His first, his best game of the season was against St. Louis in Week 7. 123 yards, one touchdown, 18.3 fantasy points. So if you're looking for a good FanDuel play, you like that, I huh? like Baldwin. Yep. Not what bad you, call, especially with Curacao. And, you know... Russell Wilson had his best game of the season against the Rams earlier. This yes, year. he did. The week after they traded Percy Harvin, just went off. So you're saying he rammed it against the Rams? I, ram I am saying that. <laughs> we all like to ram it, and Russell Wilson. Rams are pretty good. Rams are pretty darn good. You, he should, ask jo- pretty- you should ask Joseph for his girlfriend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Taste of it. Uh, I need. I need the extended version. Cause, well, you want oh, the, wait, you the, want I the live the extended version every time I ram it. You I'm want the lucky few. You, you want the extended version. Like a poor sorry. Okay. I want ram the extended version of ram it. Ram it's not good enough. Give me the extended LP version of ram it. It's better than the uh, Jimmy Johnson extends version of it. Ram it. Oh boy. <laughs> Extends just rams it. Can we talk about a ram for a second and Trey yeah. Mason trying to ram about, it through that Seattle Seahawks defense? Go for it. And then, go ahead, ram it. And then let's move on. You, you can just close out the Rams. Uh, 
Let's see. The only person you're probably considering playing out of the Rams this week is Trey Mason. Uh, probably just a flex play. It's Seattle. They're very good. He doesn't catch the ball much. You know, what's really to like? You know, I don't see anything <laughs> about the position uh, of running back going up against Seattle at Seattle that you're going to like. I don't see anything about the Rams on offense that you like going up against Seattle. You got anything? Uh... Seattle's given up a ton of touchdowns to the tight end position. Jared Cook's a possibility, but that's about all I got. I got, I got one thing. You got something? You better say your prayers, you flea-bitten varmint. I'm going to blow you to smithereenies. Smithereenies. You, like you got, you got anything about? Uh, not really, other than just, you know, Seattle is, sort of has a reputation for being good uh, but the last, <laughs> against uh, opposing tight ends. Last five weeks, only four teams have given up fewer fantasy points to the position. So I don't know about Cook. No, All right. I wouldn't know about him either. They just given up a lot of touchdowns, so it's a possibility for a touchdown. In touchdown leagues, I guess. That's about it. Fair enough. Let's move on from this one and we'll. Hey, uh, can I say? Yeah. This, Ram it? This, no, this is the last game of the regular season. Yeah. That we are going to talk about. Now, we we will be talking still in the next couple podcasts about all the playoff matchups. But since there are only four games, four games per week for the next couple, and then, then there's only two. Our podcast is, will only be 45 minutes. No, they will yeah, right. <laughs> We will finally get You'll to still start. We'll three-hour podcast. We'll, still get, we'll finally get to start talking about all the other good stuff. So, awesome. You want to know what I want to say? How, how far are we into this one anyway? Two hours and 34 minutes. Wow, we're still way, we're way ahead. Yeah, we're good. But that's, that's so. Let me wax pontifically for a while here and go a little bit crazy. No, I'm sorry, you know, because that just happened. No, but you're right. This is the last uh, big matchup. This, we're is, talking. this is great. A celebration of a great season. So I will take this time to buy say thank you, D Rex. Yeah, nice work, buddy. You thank you, great. Dogmatica. You Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Stag Party. Thank you, Mo. Mo, nice for work. all that you good do. Job. All the other pyro guys that help us throughout the season. Suits. You got Val Verde hooking Val us up. Um, and it, it's been a, it's been an awesome season. And, uh, yeah, good good stuff. I mean, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's, we have a lot more fun. And I think we provide great information in season. Uh, I know that. The feedback we're getting back in the last week is a lot of championships on Facebook. A lot of great things. But we have more of a... It's more interesting for us talking about each podcast. We're like we figure out a few days before we what are we going to talk about this week? What do we want to? What should be our strategy? And it just it really brings out a different type of element where you really get to see our years and years of experience and different approaches to fantasy football. And, and there's something that I, I totally want the listeners to know. It's it is it's you, D Rex. You see, so you're the one behind all this. Nah, we're, I appreciate that, but you know the truth is, no, you're the one that you you are the spearhead. We may all be here. We are. You all guys are the you. ones that know the shit. We are. <laughs> hey, that's fine. But you are our spearhead that gets us to do what we do. So you know, that's awesome. Thank man. you. Tip of a hat. I feel like I got. I feel like I'm. I'm I got a talented crew around. I appreciate all that you guys do. You guys are studs. Whenever people talk, I talk to people about the podcast or whenever I'm conversing and uh, with. A number of people, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone that loves fantasy that I'm trying to introduce, I'm always just like, you know what, I'm just a talking head, I like to be stupid and keep it fun, keep it going, but the truth is, the Pyro Podcast 
is you guys hold that shite down. I mean, you guys, no one knows fantasy football and is unable to unearth these morsels of information and really dive deep and write up so much information. Uh, you know, again, Mo, all you got you on here. Just the fact of what you've done this year on the write-ups and all you guys, but I'll start with Mo, and the fact that, you know, you're a teacher during the day and things are busy. You're sitting there and you're you're doing so much stuff. you got a family. you got the whole deal. And the fact that you're able to come Carve out, uh, you know, probably what what amounts to seven to probably some weeks, twelve hours to write up uh, these player write ups uh, for our player rankings. Standing is, ovation, is, is awesome. standing ovation, yeah. hat is off. Yeah, I'm awesome, giving a stand buddy. ovation, hats off to Mo. We know, we know. Why, we know. Are, you, why are you taking your pants off? Too? <laughs> not, I said hats off, not pants off. Hats off, not pants off. So we know, man. It's just this awesome. is not a mile high for the solo guy. It's it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, but it, we really wish. <laughs> we really really appreciate it, man. And you, you know, just the way you'll you'll hit me up in the, on Monday or Tuesday, and be like, dude, I gotta, I got, I got midterms, and I gotta grade papers all week. I got I got the parents coming in to meet with me all week. It's like, dude, my write-ups are going to be a little late. And just the fact that we know that they're going to be in and they're going to be great and that you're going to put this time towards it, man. Uh, I will say without question, without question, the best addition to Pyromaniac in 2014 is Mozambique. There's just no question about it. So, Mr. awesome. Yes, sir. Dr. Awesome. Mo. Awesome to have you a part of it. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, you are an owner of Pyromaniac at this point with what you've given into this. Uh, we'll get to that when you come in town and watch some uh, sam leftover salmon and all that. But your effort that you put in, you are a piece of the action, and we appreciate it. That same goes to Houdini, knocking out a ton of those write-ups every week and stuff. And amongst all the other things, uh, what do you got? So... And I, I also want to tell all of our fans out there, you know, we, we enjoy everything that we do all the time, but at the same time, we're always trying, we're perfectionists. We, we want to be the best at this. And we go back and we look at ourselves, and we've made some mistakes this year. So don't worry. Now, back to the old drawing board. <laughs> we will get back to the old drawing board and we will be better than ever next year. What do you got? I definitely want to go back to the drawing board. I cannot wait for the season to end just because I have like 10 to 15 pieces that I want to write up for end of season. Uh, you know, different things uh, for end of season targets, power rankings, you know, comparing our, our tiers to how tiers actually played out, you know, in total fantasy points. PPR, different things like that. You know, we're always we're gonna, you know, spend the next couple weeks looking back at ourselves, figuring out guys we were high on, why, and you know, kind of comparing and going from there. Pyro, gonna, a pyro audit, so to speak. Yeah, we're pyro auditing the shit out of this. <laughs> Hopefully, not a full shit out of Val Verde. Boy's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. That's true. Uh, what do you got, Mo? Well, just that I uh, appreciate the kind words, and, you know, I was first and foremost a fan, and what drew me to Pyro was certainly the knowledge and the uncovering of gems the way you guys do, and just really a uh, new way of thinking about fantasy that has put me in the playoffs every single year for four years, or I guess three years, four years since I've been listening to you guys, and now part of it's it. It's fourth. 
Um, and, and certainly, I love the fact that we brainstorm and are continuing to find ways to get better. But uh, for all that you guys do and all that you've done, my hat is off to you. My heart is open to you. It has been fantastic, and I'm just uh, enjoying the pyro ride. That's Thank awesome. You. That's awesome, buddy. I love it. Hey, um, yeah, none of this. Not, none of this happens without every single input from every one of you. Totally. Um, it really is. It's a well-oiled machine that, uh, of course, can always be built better, as Mustang will always do. You know? <laughs> uh, you, know Mustang. you know, or whatever. We, 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 oh, yeah. always, we always try and build things to be a little bit better than the year before. And uh, we're going to continue that tradition cool. going into the offseason, going into the end of the season. Uh, we're going to win you guys some money in your, you know, playoffs this week, uh, your FanDuel throughout the playoff season, your, uh, your, your DraftKings or whatever. We'll do whatever we can for you. And that's uh, our dedication. That's what we love. And love is a big part of it. Absolutely. And just to the response that, that, that's been happening and in our, in our second opinions, people leading in before they ask a question or their outro after they ask us one is like, man, thank you so much, guys. I'm in the finals. I'm a first-year fantasy guy. I don't know how the frick I, our day. I, I don't. I don't know how the frick I found you guys. But if I hadn't, there's not a chance I would be as a first-year guy in the championship. Uh, you got other people uh, like Hamilton and uh, ADD AD, uh, ADDL uh, who you know he's like yeah I beat my big brother and he introduced me to Pyro and then you got to just give your hats off where a lot of people keep us as your I'm ace sorry, off the Al, I'm Sorry, Al, yeah. you went zero and three in the championships. I feel it's your true. pain. I it's feel true. your pain. But you know it's just awesome to hear the feedback and know that you know some a lot of our hard work. You guys are one listening. And that two, it's paying off for you, and, and it's just. I, huge I got a special us. one. I got a special play here for Al. So I'm sorry for your 0 3 in, in the final. That wasn't a bit nice. Val <laughs> yeah. Keep whiz. That silly place irritates me so. <laughs> Let's get it. America. Hit. Uh, and, oh, let me go on. Let me go on. Stags. This is to you and the write-ups and all the hard work you're doing. I want to. We're, we'll give the high fives now and give give the respect with this being the last game. You know, you've had more great ideas for pieces of content for our site than any of us uh, in, in, in the the pyro, pyro power rankings and the the targets, touches, and looks, and just a lot of the uh, that ROI piece, I believe. And there's just been a lot of great ideas and. I love your free form and your idea a minute type of mind. And you'll on Basecamp, you'll post something up, and you're like, "It's the off season's all coming up, and here's 15 pieces I think we should write." And that's awesome, man. I love the way I love the creativity that that your mind does. So awesome, awesome stuff. Again, if you guys don't know, Stag's year two was called fielded a response I put on Craigslist for an intern. And Stags became our intern that year. Five, uh, five years ago. Yeah, this is eight. This yeah. is year two. So that's five years ago. And now Stags is an owner of this company and a guy that we couldn't imagine being without. Um, so you know, just awesome work. Keep it up. Uh, we just uh, like like Doug said, it's a well-oiled machine. And uh, like Ford Motors making a better Mustang, as you referred to, we're yes. gonna keep on trying to make it better. We're gonna keep on. Uh, there's going to be a lot of new things happening that some of them we wanted to have happen this year. Pyro uh, 
Pro is going to happen next year. It's happening. Um, I'm going to back. Basically, I'm about a week away from changes that are happening on our site. That hopefully you've noticed. The speed of the site has is, is, is been much better. I've got to, we've got to hone that thing in, but there's some great, great, great stuff happening for 2015. So, Dogmatic, obviously, Just realize that all of, those, all of those heartaches are going to lead to so much betterness. Yeah. Is that a word? I'm making it a word. Fine. Betterness, awesomeness for 2015. We're not the fastest, we're not the fastest developers. Not betterness. betterness. Not, not betterness. Who didn't like a nutter butter? I do I, like a nutter butter betterness. I do, I do. We're not the fastest with our web development changes. I can take some blame. I can take, uh, I think all, uh, you know, we're not the fastest at getting this stuff done from a web development standpoint. For that, we're sorry, but it seems like we never give up and take off from fantasy. So oh, you stupid little idiot! Yes. <laughs> but, lastly, not you know, leastly, is Dogmatica. Great stuff on the rankings. Obviously, you know that we've talked about it endless times in the show. You're doing really great. I think you're number ten now in the in the fantasy pros. But we yeah. use your we use your information as, as as really the seed and the core for so much that we do on a week to week basis. And our content and our users know. I mean, people get so excited when you're answering questions on second opinions when you're on Facebook. And now that the season's dying down, I implore you to join in there more, and so you don't have to focus sure, on these friggin' no, rankings. Because people, I'm when in. they see you there, are like, oh, dude. Dude, dogs answering today? All of a sudden, like, we get 25 more second opinions. And I'm like, damn, it's friggin' awesome. So just what you do and what you bring to the table at that foundation and just the amount of reading and research you do. Anyway, anyway. Well, come on out of there or I'll fill you full of wet. Come on out of there and they want you there. Too many, I'm gonna say too many, too many audio snippets. Today. I gave you the most I can. <laughs> it's week 17. I, I'm, I'm going for Holy a record. I are. have a record on my hands. I have hit. We had. I had. You had a, you're, you're like. You're you know like what 14. I can't get enough of? I'll tell you this. That's Antonio Brown. Yeah. Guys, Let's Antonio get, Brown. Let's get to this game. Yeah. Okay? There you go. The, the, the Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> that's the one to talk about. The guy is phenomenal. All right. The guy um, should be. Not, I'll tell you, if you're talking Odell Beckham next year, you might as well be talking Antonio Brown as well. I mean, I definitely regret not drafting Antonio Brown. I, 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 in PPR leagues, I'm just like, he doesn't score enough touchdowns. In this in this year, he's got, what, 12? That's a two running backs ahead of him. You want to two know running backs ahead of Antonio Brown. Biggest regret of my fantasy career. Well, I, I, I drafted him this year. He... Paid off huge. I got him in the, in the third round this year. Exactly. And I thought that was high. When I was seeing him go, I'm like, oh, it's too high. But now I'm just like, Idiot. here's how I look at this game. This is a game. Sick. This determines. It's so good. This determines the division, so right? So this determines who's going to be playing um, a home game and who's going to be playing a, 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 a road game. game. Yet Cincinnati still has an outside chance for. Second position, True. a Denver loss uh, and get the home field and a bye. True. Yes. But, oh, so I want to go back to your Antonio Brown because I want to look at it from his standpoint. Because here's a guy who has the potential to do anything and everything. And in this game, that means it. Tomlin, who is no longer a rookie type coach, he's been a, he's a veteran coach now. How many years oh, yeah. has he been there now? Seven years now? Yeah. Is it been, is at it, least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he knows what he has. He knows what he has in Roethlisberger. This is one of those games where if you're in any FanDuel, DraftKings, 
daily game. If you're in any fantasy championship performance, second week, whatever. Antonio Brown's huge play this week. It's an absolutely huge play because not only is he probably going to get seven, uh, probably he's going to get his normal 10 to 12 targets. He's probably going to also get one to two carries, and I will not be surprised if he gets at least a, a throwing attempt in this game as well. That won't shock me. Won't shock me because this is when you pull out all the stops. The Pittsburgh Steelers are already in the playoffs. They are playing at home. They have the advantage of being able to set things up with the home crowd. You have a guy in Antonio Brown who you have run probably in his career already 11 different gadget plays through. So why wouldn't you, especially against a division foe who thinks they knows you, they know you so well, Amen. that's when you bring out knows you. They, no, yeah, your nose, point knows, knows you. Knows you so well. That's when you pull out the crazy gadgety stuff. And those are the type of things that really separate a lot of times in these games. And he's the only player, the other player, he's the one player on the Pittsburgh side that can do it. Mohamed Sanu is that other guy that can do it on the Cleveland side, on the Cincinnati side. But he's not nearly as good of a receiver and as much of a a factor of their offense, although he's going to have to be with what happened to A.J. Green last week. A.J. Green is going to be very iffy for this one. I think he will be there. Um, they, they said that it's really not as bad as they thought, and he should probably be in this game. That'll be uh, obviously a big boon for, for Cincinnati. They need him in this game. Uh, Pittsburgh's pass defense is pretty much atrocious. You put A.J. Green against it, it makes it all You need want him. him on that wall? You need him on that wall. Pretty much. Here, here's what happened to A.J. Green. You remember your older brother taking you and punching you real hard in the right or left arm? Being an older brother, yes, I remember doing that. <laughs> no, I had an older sister. I had a yes, sister. she hit like a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, I had a sister and she did that. So, so you get dead arm, arm, right? You get dead <laughs> arm. You get dead arm. That's what happened to A.J. Green last week. Oh, yeah. This guy could not reach last his night. arm. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> last night. <laughs> this guy could not raise his arm above his shoulder. And then and what? It, you could tell he had dead arm. It's like, uh, I've seen that before. And, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> was, that, that was you after a Sunday with uh, on MILFs.com. <laughs> dead arm. Oh! I see what you did. Wow. Look, Dalton, yeah. after that injury, could he have thrown every pass three feet too high? <laughs> he's like the only thing this guy can't do right now is reach high. Every bass was so high. He's like, dude, I can't get this right arm up. Bro. I just like I've been using yeah, the only this thing that ain't working. Yeah. That's how he throws though. That's because so because that's I had to get one is. more. That's in. why he's bad. Is this the last one? one more in. Is this last one? No, no, no! You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> it's pretty much. I got the one more in. He does actually. He does it all wrong. He does not. <laughs> he does not have control. Calm. Composure uh, when it comes to big time games, and to be quite honest, they won that game despite him yeah. against Denver the, uh, just last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jeremy that, Hill, eighty-five yard touchdown run. That was, however, that was it for Jeremy Hill. Yes, it was twenty-one carries for sixty-two yards. Otherwise, under three yards a carry. That one big carry, which was five, five missed tackles. Yeah, no, 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 but here's what but here's, but here's, here's, <laughs> matters though. Great run. Is, but this is why you look at him, though, as a potential guy that you, when you draft, he can still break 
the long run. Absolutely. At 233 pounds. Which is why he's going to be the number one next year, and Bernard is going to be. No, no. The it's already two. been that way. No, t- no doubt. There's and, no theory. No, there is and, not going to be a separation. What, and, and, and this no. is the coronation. No guesswork next year. And he's also a coronation for Houdini, who called on Jeremy Hill early on in, in the rookie thing when we were Absolutely. doing it, and, and loved this guy. And told everyone, I, I went back to some of the emails, I, I was like just scrolling back through stuff, and people were asking about Ben Jarvis Greenhouse, I'm going to go, and I was writing back then. Ben He's Jarvis done. Greenhouse. It's already Jeremy Hill job. This was What's like week one of preseason. Week one of preseason, I'm going, Ben Jarvis Greenhouse is an afterthought. You need to forget him. It's all Jeremy Hill. Well, that on that run, the thing that really surprised me is one, and I'll get to you. You're next here, Mo. The patience. There was a point where it's like, dude, you got to keep going. You got like even 45 yards into the run, he was just holding back, just holding back. It's like, I need one block. When he got that block, his 60 to 85 mile per hour was awesome. He just jet. You know how we say right off the line when you get the ball, you bounce through there. But the way that he was able to take it, slow it down a little, wait for it to go, and then pounce was at that size, uh, you know, at that kind of body, and still be running uh, at that he, type he of must speed. Be it was, it was the guy impressive. on the other side of the ball in this game, Le'Veon Bell, because I got to tell you, there's a few running backs in the league right now who seem to be taking after what Le'Veon's doing. That patience, patience that you style. have yeah. behind a good offensive line. You can't do it behind a bad offensive line. Yeah. But not only that, though, it's not right only now. patience. You do it behind a bad offensive line, you get tackled behind the line. It's PP. It's patience with power. Power, exactly. Both of those guys are not small guys, but they are patient, huge guys that, because if they're patient, they get to the second level. And in the second level, they're bigger than everybody. Yeah. I can make I can make ten extra yards with two guys coming at me, as opposed to a let's say Ronnie Hillman or something who will go down immediately with one guy coming. Trent <laughs> Richardson, yeah, Mo, Trent oh, no, he'll fumble before he gets hit by the. Oh, oh Trent's big, but go he's ahead, just he's a Mo, sexy. give us a love. Well, just that you know, since Geo came back, I think Hill has really been the number one back, and. Um, Gio kind of reminds me of what happened to Duke. You know, he excelled as long as he was getting, you know, somewhere below 15 touches a game. And when he tried, when Gio tried to become that main back, when they thrust him into that position, he just he he can't put up with it. He's not built for it. Whereas Hill is. Hill is a bruiser. He is one cut and go. Is just. Amazing. Yeah, Ellington uh, could, couldn't withstand it. Right, putting the guys in the right role for what their body and what they're what they're who they are, you know, wh- which is what's pissed me off the most about Darren Sproles this year. He's the ultimate weapon as far as his shiftiness and everything else in the offense, and he needs to be getting. But if you're going to use him correctly, minimum twelve to fifteen touches a game, and he was only getting. On average, really between four to eight touches a game. Well, you're not going to make that guy be effective or effective enough to where defenses have to worry about. Scrolls doesn't need 15 touches a game, but he needs about he needs 10 to 12. At least, uh, yeah, about 10. Eight to 12. Yeah, 10 yeah, to 12. Eight to 12. Yeah, well, and the, for dip, sure. the difference but really was, was, it was like three to five. But, and that's but, but, but the whole point is with these guys like Ellington too. They are so dynamic in those bursts when they come in because they're fresh, they're ready. The defense is already worn. 
when those guys are wearing it on their own, it's the same reason why when we projected, you know, everyone was, and other people projected too, the C.J. Spiller. Well, just imagine if this guy gets all his carries. Well, he can't take those carries. Here's the thing. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you're an offense and you have somebody like Gio, Gio Bernard or you have Ellington or you have, um, or you have somebody like uh, 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 Sproles or something, Fuck off. <laughs> if you have one, if you have those type of, if you're one of those type of guys, if you're one of those type of guys, what you're trying to do is you are waiting until you get two first downs, hard fought first downs, to wear down that defense. And then you let those guys explode. Literally, think about seven plays, eight plays in your offense. Make that defense break down, and then break out a Bernard. Yeah. Then break yeah. out a Nelson. Right, right. Then break out a Sproles. They because killed. then you can't stop them. Right, yeah. I mean, you got guys who are tired after seven or eight plays. You saw this week, You also saw, running back. You saw what happened this week. Gio scored great this week, as did Hill. And yeah, this is what happens. It's the same way. When, when they're a good offense, you'll say, I would want to have either one of those guys as my as one of my two starting running backs. Yes. Not that you would want... Geo necessarily next year to be, be your a number starter, one, but, but you, you want, want him to be, to be well, your two. What RB two though, right? And I hope Geo realizes that. Change the back. The fact of the matter is, is that he's going to try and go out and get number one money, and somebody's going to give it to him. Well, he's yeah. not free agent next year. Eventually, but it's eventually. But next year, he's only in the second years. He's still got two more years left on his deal. What do you got, Bob? It's one year with an option year actually. With well, versus versus the Steelers, they only played what week fourteen, and Steelers blew them out of the water, 42-21, I think. Um, it but Hill had five point eight yards per carry, third highest of the season. But of course, they were playing from behind. They only gave him the rock eight times. Exactly. So if they can Different keep game. it close, I really like Hill. If they can keep it close. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, listen, they're they're going to try and establish that run game uh, a little bit in this game for sure. Uh, with AJ being a little bit dinged up, um, Sanu not uh, being much of an establishment whatsoever after AJ came back. He was, of course, great with AJ out, but with him back, he doesn't seem to be uh, doing a whole hell of a lot. Dalton's terrible, as Stagpard will tell you all day long. Terrible in primetime games. Um, even even last night, he was terrible in that primetime game. They won despite him, like I said. So, I mean, I, they're going to try and keep that run game going, and they're going to try and uh, use that as a dominant factor. And Pittsburgh's going to have a little bit of a tough time with it, but I think Pittsburgh is, is going to eventually too? win this game uh, based on Le'Veon Bell and based on uh, Antonio Brown and maybe one, one possible deep uh, deep toss to uh, Martavis. How scary is it, though, that as much as the NFL the last three years has become a dominant wide receiver and uh, a quarterback league, that when you get to the playoffs, and if you're, like, in my league where we go into the playoffs every year, it's still about who can run the football, True. who plays good defense. Yeah. That's who wins the games. And the crazy thing is, is I would tell people, if you're looking at all these things and you're going, you're just going after every top name that's available in the playoffs, you're going to lose. Because there's going to be three guys who are completely under the radar who become the stars of the playoffs. And always. 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 I've been doing this since 1996 with the games going into the playoffs. And every year, the top guys are all taken and we redraft. And it's always 
the guy who who is taken in the eighth or ninth round of our draft that determines and wins the week for somebody because they took that obscure guy that just went off because they Every time. always shut down your top options. Every time. I thought you started cross-dressing in 2002. Well, I, I, I've dabbled ever since, like, 1988, you know, so I've always been in the game. Uh, that's <laughs> a long time to be dabbling, bro. <laughs> and that's old enough me. Dabble, dabble, dibble, dabble, you know, some dabble, some try, some in love. What do you, what do you got for a stack? Sorry, Dini. Some just don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dog's right about this whole Gio Bernard effect. When he's used uh, after one or two, you know, kind of first downs. Why are you extending this podcast? <laughs> because you didn't let me talk the first yeah, time. Where I have my hand up yeah. eight times in a row. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Gio, yeah, Ber- Gio Bernard got matched up against a linebacker when he was lined up in the slot. He made an in-cut coming across the line. And this guy had no chance. He walked He walked into the end zone on his one touchdown. I When he's used as kind of a space eater, uh, when he's used on the outside and, you know, in the slot, uh, when he's used as a third-round running back, when he's used as a drawback, this guy's going to be very, very good. You know, even though Eric Ebron's faster than he is, Air quotes to get it in for the fourth. Nice. nice. Ebron, I can't get more than 28 yards in a game, Ebron. Is faster than Giovanni (laughs) Bernard, according to him. Uh, (laughs) You know, he's still got that special kind of quality in space. So he's definitely a guy to watch. Uh, uh, Jeremy Hill's just getting the volume, getting the things you want, getting the red zone carries. You know, everything you kind of want about a top running back. Who can, and he can also catch passes. So, is Hill a number one draft pick next year? No. Or a number two? No. A second, round, a second round draft pick? No. A ballsy maybe, one. He's, he's a, a, yeah, a ballsy one. He's a, a second rounder. But, but it, 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 well, Gio it, was this year, so. Hey, right. listen, there's a lot I got going to happen I got Gio in the seventh round in one league. Cincinnati's going to make some changes. So, this is our foreshadowing. Everyone out there. Just pay attention to us. We are going to be here throughout the offseason. We are going to be discussing every aspect of this thing. You're going to get multiple opinions on everything. Yep. And we give it to you like no other because we pull the curtain back and we tell you how we're coming up with everything. So and because Roger come with Goodell. Us for Join us for the party. Roger Goodell wants something to happen every single well, month. No, Roger Goodell will be fired, hopefully. Well, hey, listen, hey, the guy wants something to happen for the NFL every single month, so they're staying in the news every month. We're with you every week. Well, I want to know. The, <laughs> yes. the draft is who, who should be hired? The draft is coming to Chicago. Pyro, Pyro, baby. Yeah, and we're going to have next NFL is uh, is a Are we going to get tickets? Is are we going to get tickets and go to the draft this year? Yes. Oh, we're going to have a party at the draft. There will be something, Pyro listeners, I don't know what it is. We're going to talk, start talking about it on Friday. Me and yeah, Dean are doing we a, to be a, a full day meeting. I don't know. You guys are welcome if you got, if you don't have to work. But on Friday, from noon to about 8 o'clock, we're going to be sitting down and trying to map out some stuff. But that draft here in Chicago, some sort of party, some sort of get-together, uh, uh, um, get, together, get party in the lot. It, we'll be inside and we'll be at the draft, but there's going to be something that we're going to do around that moment that is going to be a pyro thing. And if you're out of town, come in. If you're close to town, uh, come in. Uh, there will be something that will be the first kind of ever pyro event. Uh, Mo, 
give us your last little moments and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kiss each other goodnight and get into this uh, this last song and and damn week 17 oh, yeah, another, baby. Another, season. another season sick amen well uh, good good stuff and um, I'm just gonna say this again Mo we love you thanks for being on the show with us and uh, it's awesome when we get you on here fellas good stuff Big, big season for us. I think we won a lot of people championships, and that's what we do. Awesome work all around. We've already gone through this. We don't need to go any deeper. Pyro is the shit. That's why you're listening to us over three hours into a show. What's up? I just want to say, because I know that we're closing out, and I, and I want to say that I love the song that you picked for the closer, especially just because of the name of it. Yeah. Because it's week 17. Fantasy playoffs are over. Go ahead. It's called Ghost Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a sick track. So if you guys are still playing or doing the fan duels like Stags and everything. Or Draft Kings or any of these other guys, we'll be sponsored by any of you. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. All right, guys. We love let you. Snow, Thanks so let much. Let us know. Let us know. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Happy, Happy New Year. All the stuff. Amen to you. Thanks for listening to all of our long shows. We love you guys. Let's close out. Ghost Town Specials. This place is coming like a ghost. No time to be 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.